I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Yelling hooty hoo, but in my pockets nothing but gum and lint To some the shit up on broke Nothing but hope so big boy, tell them what you told I'm traveling up to Jersey with four keys off in my trunk And thinking of starting the ways to get that motherfucker pump See, yes, I be that nigga that with that sense off in my chest Smoking and choking them token blacks, the world is a test She's strong, niggas surviving, the weak niggas they die I never fuck no white bitch, I stop eating that pig style Be activating that low tech if the fleet would have been stolen Hamilton Road is over, the B.I.G. has broken Girls be tweeting me their pictures, ma'am, I gotta look. And most of them couldn't handle the panels of my comic book. This rapper's book, this writer's book, they kind of shook. It's not a hook, motherfucker, word up. <laughs> hey, welcome to the Black Guy Tips podcast with your host, Rod and <laughs> Karen. And uh, as you can tell, we are joined by the lead singer from Cameo. Um, yes. To, uh, today. I know that, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I want, I want to be the backup singer. Where right up? <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, anyone who wore very tight leather stuff in the 80s, I assume, is dead. And so <laughs> I did not know uh, Eddie Murphy was alive until the special the other night. So. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, actually, our guest is uh, Victor Varnado. Um, you can, he's a comedian, a writer, a producer I've been in movies uh, director keep going, keep going. No, i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> he's the best thing going out there uh, a lot of a, a podcast guest on people's uh several different podcasts and this yes. is his last podcast appearance uh without a tattoo yes it um, is uh that is 100 percent true no tattoos until today four o'clock eastern time so i wonder if that means i mean because obviously no one can top this show but i wonder if that means that your next show you'll be the biggest get because it'll be your first podcast with a tattoo so 
<laughs> yeah, I'm going to chronicle the whole experience, so I'll be ready. Um, I'm a little afraid because I've never had a tattoo. I mean, I've always wanted a tattoo, but then I was like, you know, a little scared of getting a tattoo. And now I'm finally going to get one because I uh, fucking said I would. So here I go. And um, for people that want to look up uh, Victor, there's first of all, you can. I would suggest that um, if you really want to get to know this man, go to iTunes and just search for his name in the podcast section. He comes up. He's been on a lot of people's podcasts, yes. man. Um, <laughs> so I get, you know, you get to learn his most uh, innermost thoughts and secrets and stuff right there uh, for free. But also, you can go to bestalbino.com. And uh, I saw you on Twitter. You're making some jokes about uh, the black guy with tips and like being the only one and, and not. not <laughs> say how much um so like i wrote one one this morning that said he calls himself the black guy who tips but he didn't say tips well (laughs) yeah (laughs) Yeah. i tipped two percent what i don't get a problem with that yeah you get money (laughs) Um, take this quarter bitch so i guess guess my question is how do you know you're the best albino um you know that's that was i was like man that's pretty confident and have you ever had any beef with other albinos who were like what do you mean best the funny thing is, yes, I have had beef with other albinos. I've gotten some emails from people who are just like, you can't say you're the best albino. And I was just like, I am. Prove I'm not. <laughs> yeah. I also like that because I was at first I thought the site was going to uh, was world's best albino in my head. But then I went and looked it up and I was like, world, why not galaxy? Why not, you know, <laughs> just cosmos or whatever. But yeah, best, best albino, albino period. The multiverse. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, that covers everything. Pat- Past, present, and future, sir. In all forms of measuring what best is, yes, uh, Victor is the top. So, um, if there's other albinos out there, uh, I feel like there should be some sort of challenge, maybe a Highlander type experience where there can only be one. A toe-to-toe cage fight every day with other albinos. I would do that. (laughs) And and whoever's left becomes the most powerful person on the planet. Yes, exactly. (laughs) It gains everyone else's powers. (laughs) It's like, not only can this dude do stand-up, but he's also a really good villain. And uh, (laughs) um, chasing down Tom Hanks. Um, All right, man. So um, we have questions and stuff. And um, we always do this uh, when we have new guests because um, we care. And we want to know things. Um, I'm glad you care. You care about people. You care about each other. That's amazing. Yeah, exactly, man. Um, first thing first. Um, d- I did see Pluto Nash in the theater, and yes, you were we in. Did. You were in Pluto Nash, and mm-hmm. I want you to know I don't hold that against you at no, all. And you shouldn't. It's not anybody yeah. who does is an idiot. Exactly. There's nothing to do with you mm-hmm. uh, about the movie. You did your thing, and that has nothing to do with the rest of the movie. And uh, I want you to know that we understand that here. We do. <laughs> An audience, you understand it sounds like that. a support group for Pluto Nash. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know what, man? If I was in a movie, um, I would just like buy all of that merchandise and like constantly wear it to remind people. I don't give a fuck how bad or I, good it was. I know it's so. I didn't. I didn't either. I was. I was extremely happy. Number one, I had the best time in my life. Number two, I got to work every day with Eddie Murphy, and he knew my name. That's amazing, right? Uh, and then. People have the nerve when I'm on this, when I'm talking to like other comics sometimes at clubs, they're like, you're in Pluto Nash? And I was like, yeah. They're like, why'd you even do that movie, man? I was like, are you out of your mind? I got paid. <laughs> exactly. There's this thing. It's called money. I don't know yes, if you've heard of it. I don't it. know if you've heard it's of the it. It's money opportunity. Are you out of your mind? Would you use, I use it okay. to pay bills. What? <laughs> I, I use it to pay bills. I don't know if you've heard exactly. of this thing. And meanwhile, the dude's never just been in anything. It would be different if it was Chris Rock saying, "Why'd you even do that movie?" Then I'd think about it. But Chris Rock doesn't say that because he knows what's up. 
Yeah, and then you could also be like, well, you were in head of state. And he'll be like, oh, damn. <laughs> you got me. You got me. Yeah, this is true. But, uh, yeah, man. So, uh, I, yeah, we saw that movie. And it, it, the, Pluto Nash is in that weird space of like, um, cause I, I watch bad movies. I, yes. I love me a bad movie. Me too. I, yeah, so uh, do I. I do. Half the I shit. I watch on TV is bad. Oh yeah, but I don't care because it. I like it. There's nothing you can tell me. <laughs> I watched uh, every episode of The Cape when it was on. <laughs> oh, are you kidding? I never even watched that. I mean, I watch everything, but I didn't watch The Cape. <laughs> the Cape is the Cape <laughs> is terrible. So bad. It's so bad. He's watching some terrible shit now called The Arrow. That'll be off soon too. Oh, The Arrow's good. Uh, is it? Yeah, Arrow is actually one good. One episode, and I was like, I didn't even have the inclination to watch another one. Yeah, but well, you know, I saw two episodes, and then I was like, this is the same thing over and over again. The the problem with Arrow, the only, I mean, like I said, I watch something bad if I like it, but um, the problem with Arrow that I've seen so far is, um, this motherfucker just puts green paint on his face for a mask, and it's, <laughs> it only covers his eyes. It's like, who the fuck wouldn't just look under the hood and be like, hey man, why don't you cut it out? Come on. Well, that's the cons- that's a superhero conceit. You just have to go along. With- one of my one of my friends, he's an editor at uh, he's an editor right now in Marvel Comics, and he says the superhero conceit is if if someone runs into Clark Kent in the alley pulling his shirt open and changing, then they say, "Hey, you wear a Superman shirt under your shirt <laughs> under your clothes too." Like, yeah, that's that's the superhero conceit. Like nobody ever gets it. Right. <laughs> Like he, there was some guy that he literally, uh, the last episode I watched, he talked to the guy earlier as himself, like not in costume. And, uh-huh. um, at, you know, they have like a, a good conversation, maybe a two to three minute conversation and stuff. And, you know, they, they walk off. So then later that guy gets shot and, uh-huh. uh, He's now he's super. He's the arrow. He's in superhero mode. So he the guy's laying on the ground dying and uh, the superhero guy takes off his hood. So it's only just his face with a little bit of like green, like makeup on at the eyes. (laughs) And the guy never recognizes him. That's hilarious. (laughs) Like, I I was just expecting a moment of like, holy fuck, it's you. But it was just like, you're right. Save my son. I was like, God damn it. Yes. Like, whatever. If you couldn't recognize people with a little bit, little bit of makeup on, do you realize how scary Halloween would be? Every year? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's it- real motherfucking yeah. <laughs> Vampires are outside. Close the door. Oh, no. They want candy. Shoot them. <laughs> Everything we learned about zombies was wrong. They just want Snicker bars. That's it. They don't want blood. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, um, Anyway, man, I, it's in that weird space where it's really not bad enough to mock. Like, I like Pluto Nash enough to be like, I'll watch it, but it's not good enough to say I like it either. So it's just like that weird space of like, uh, I don't know if it'll become like a cult movie because it's just like, it, it needed to be worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's flat. It's flat. That's the problem. It's not. It's like it doesn't go far enough that you can just get into like having fun with it. It's just kind of flat. It doesn't do anything a hundred percent, which is too bad. I saw you know a movie that does it, which is it's not a good movie, but it goes far enough that you can have fun with it. I just saw a man with the iron fists, 
we need to go example. see that. Yeah, it looks so terrible. No, it, we have it, not. It looks it, so horrible. It looks so terrible that I was like, like I'm going to watch this for sure, just not in the theater. You're definitely gonna watch. You're gonna have fun. I was I was laughing a lot at some parts of the movie. I uh, the one thing I can say about that movie is that I know most of the cast is Chinese, but the only one who needs to be subtitled is RZA. <laughs> 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 was he the was he the star of the movie? Yes, he's the star. See, I Aww. knew it, man. That I knew yeah. that son of a bitch was lying in that trailer because the trailer shows everybody but RZA talking, and I was like, no way he directed and starred in this movie and doesn't have lines. That this is this punch where he knocks the guys out is not all that he does in this movie. I could tell. Yeah, and oh no, he's got a love story. He's Aww, got a he's got a origin story. Oh, <laughs> uh, and I knew that movie was on some bullshit because what they do they trick you and i remember sitting watching it was like quentin tarantino i was talking to your brother and morgan and they was like we're going to see that quentin tarantino direct i said no no he didn't direct that (laughs) see that's how they getting folks in the movie theaters they throw his name across there y'all assume that he directed it didn't we see a trailer when we went to see skyfall um i believe we saw a trailer and the trailer is actually quentin tarantino Telling you to go see Rizzo's movie and then showing you the trailer for Django, yeah, which is the movie he directed. Right? Yes. <laughs> it's, like, it's like go That's see my hilarious. boy. Go see my boy Rizzo's movie. I threw a few million dollars at it, but oh. I'm not really associated with that shit. This is this is my real movie right, right here. Also, here's go see a real it on movie. Day. Right? I love it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> um. All right, man. So another question I have for for you. Um. Wait, you saw you saw Skyfall? Yeah, yes. yeah, we saw Skyfall. Yes. Mm-hmm. What did you think of that? Man, I, I feel like I'm, uh, I'm conflicted. It is probably the best movie of the Bond, like, movies, like, as a complete, making a person a character, getting good acting out of everybody involved, stuff like that. But it's just not a Bond, Bond movie, movie for me, man. I I agree. Nobody wants to see James Bond trapped in a farmhouse. That is, nobody I don't, wants to see I give that. no fucks about this dude's childhood see at all. Yeah. I want to oh, see. You Dad. know what also pissed me off? Have you, you ever watched that show Burn Notice? Have you ever seen that show? No, I have not seen Burn Notice. Heard good. They have an up. episode of Burn Notice that happened like last year, where everyone was uh, the 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 main stars got trapped in this house, and they were outgunned. They had a bunch of people outside. They put shotgun shells in the light fixtures. You see where I'm going? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't like the MacGyver shit at the end because oh. Bond is tech to me. He's, you know, like as the nerd in me is like, I want to see some shit that uh, I never got to see before. And this is, you know, Bond has always been a good place for even if it didn't make any fucking sense. I appreciated the idea of being like, yeah, let's just put a uh, fucking poison kit in the middle of this uh, Mercy Lago in case he gets poisoned one day. That's and exactly what I want for mine. Like, if you don't have gadgets, then just beat everybody's ass. That's the, that's the only two choices. Super tech or beating people's ass. Yeah. And, and I've always thought that, um, you know, to me, uh, my favorite genre of movie is what I like to call the impossible white man movie. Of course. <laughs> my, and, my favorite genre of movies. Yeah. It's, it's like, so they took a lot of impossibility out of this bond where, I mean, they replaced it with like this old Western folksy type of impossibility. But I like the more like high tech, say some dumb corny shit, fuck a bunch of chicks and then kill everybody. That's bond. And maybe break a sweat or get a cut like at some point. And that's all I need. I don't me need too. this dude's emotional connection to M and shit. None of that moved me. I was like, get the no. fuck out of here. Yeah, I wanted to see if the Bond movie kept being like, remember at the opening of the movie when they're riding on top of the roofs on those motorcycles and shit? Yes. And that was the way the movie went the entire time. Here's the problem with the Bond movie. It didn't outshine 
It didn't outshine Mission Impossible, the last Mission Impossible movie. Yeah, the the, the reason that Mission Imp- that. the reason the last Mission Impossible was so good, even though they went quote unquote low tech, was because the idea was the tech was fucking up. It was like we're using this tech, and it's like, oh, guess what? One of these gloves doesn't work anymore. So my bad. And so it kind of that added to the movie. That added to the excitement of the whole movie. That was just I thought that I mean I thought that was a great, just fun fucking action movie. I agree, man. Yep. I agree. Me too. Plus it's direct. We don't have to fight then. Oh yeah, I was I wasn't planning on fighting with you um today, but we'll see. I don't know. It's early. <laughs> um so I guess this next question, have you ever killed anyone? Um No, I've never killed anyone. I did get in a lot of fights when I was younger and I have been in many too many adult bar fights because I got a hot head sometimes. Wait, adult adult bar fights? How yeah. how old how old uh were you in your last fight? Uh, my last bar fight? Yeah. My last bar fight was just like maybe four years ago. <laughs> Man, that's uh Yeah, I know. I don't fuck around. Wow. I, I... It's never but it's never me like just being drunk looking for a fight. It's just me it's just me when I'm in a bar and I'm drunk. I just don't take shit from people because people people hand out shit at bars all the time. They tr- they try to hand you shit, they try to make you eat it, and then sometimes and you're not in the mood to take their shit. So I just don't take it, and then that forces them to make some sort of move, and then we're in a fight. What's the what's the uh, worst, I guess, worst slash or best bar fight you've had? Uh, the best one. I actually talked about it on uh, on uh, the Risk podcast once. Uh, the best bar fight I was in was I fought this like dude who had to be at least six four or six five. But here's the reason I fought him is because this woman jumped at him. I, w- I was in an argument with him already, but then this woman jumped at him because he swung at the bartender, and the bo- and her girl, the bartender's girlfriend was there. She jumped at him. He pushes her over a stool, right? So then I jump in, and then I'm beating this dude up, and I'm dragging him outside. I'm basically, I'm basically like holding him by the waist and putting my legs under his legs so he trips, and so like I'm just guiding the direction he's tripping. Mm-hmm. And so finally he trips outside, and I put him, I put him down on the ground, and I put my knee on his neck, and I'm like. I don't, I'm like, fucking come back in here and just yelling at him. Uh, and he was so drunk that when I came back out 15 minutes later and he was sitting on the sidewalk, he was a big French dude too, by the way. When he came out 15 minutes later, he's sitting on the sidewalk. I'm like, are you okay? Because he was just like sitting there and he's like, eh, some guy beat me up. He didn't remember it was me. <laughs> <laughs> So then I took a picture with him, and I still have that picture to this day. Because he was that drunk, or was he concussed? Like, how did he not remember you? He was, I think it was because he was that drunk. I don't know if he was concussed. He might have been, because he did go down pretty hard, so I'm not sure. Yeah, because he, 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 he got up and walked away at the end of it. I was Maybe at he's a, dead somewhere. You never know. Yeah, who knows? You know, who cares after that? But um, I was um, at a, uh, I was at a basketball court, and a guy got into a fight, and he got punched really hard in the face, and then his head hit a pole. Oh, like shit. as he was falling, so he had a like a pretty bad concussion, and um, <clears throat> he comes and sits next to me. Or is, is, it was funny because it was like three on one, and he was one of the three people, and he ends up getting his ass whooped. Um, and then the other two guys quit, 
<laughs> it's just like, like dong, oh, and then quit. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's oh, oh we I'm good. Out. We're out. We like quit. Frank, we quit. Apparently, life is not like a uh, Batman movie or Bruce Lee film. Uh, no. Bad guys do not keep coming after someone no. gets knocked out. And you consider <laughs> I don't get paid billions of dollars for this. I I paid to come to the watch to play for free. I'm out. Right. So these, you know, he gets knocked out and they sit him next to me for some reason, and um, he looks over to me. And he's like, Hey, hey, man, do do. Did he hit me? And I was like, <laughs> Did he hit me? I was, I was like, yeah, man, he, he hit you. And he's like, oh, okay. The world star hip hop to you. <laughs> yeah, like if we had cell phone cameras out, you'd be uh-huh. viral by now. And um, <clears throat> and then like two minutes go by, and he turns back to me and he goes, hey, hey, man. Did he hit me? Oh, I was wow. like, holy shit, you are fucked up. I went and got his boys were like, you need to get him to like a hospital or something. Man. <laughs> he could be dead, too. I haven't seen him since then. But anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All these dead people around. Yeah. I, I plan on never getting into a fight. You said the guy was 6'4". How tall are you, Victor? I'm 5'6 and a half. Oh, shit, man. I'm short. So I'm you- short. I, uh, uh, you know, I just, I, I'm scrappy. Okay, so could it be a little bit of the short man complex? Like, I'm gonna fuck this dude up, he uh, looks at me wrong and shit like that? Definitely part of it. I mean, when I was growing up, people would tease me, like, because I was an albino, for one, not for necessarily being short, because in your high school, everybody's short. Uh, well, except for the basketball team. And then, and then I would, uh, I joined the wrestling team and I became a varsity wrestler so I could protect myself. And then after that, I started taking Taekwondo. Then, so eventually I was just like, ah, don't fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> I can really hurt you now. Yeah. I, I, but like, still, I've never, I've never swung at somebody first. I've never mm, done that. Well, since, since MMA started, uh, or I became aware of it, I don't fight, fight anyone. I don't put anything past little guys, short guys. I don't give a fuck. Uh, too <laughs> yeah, many, exactly. too many of those dudes look like normal dudes whose ass I could kick. And then they get in that ring and I'm like, Oh no, I don't want my elbow <laughs> bit that way. <laughs> I want to use those legs. Like Be- twisting your foot the wrong way and it's over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fuck that. Be- <laughs> I have a question for you, sir. Uh, have you ever gotten to the point where you had like an identity crisis. Has people told you that you're not black enough or that you're not white enough? Because like people consider albino other. Uh, they do. I mean, it's a, it's a weird thing. Like it's a, there's a lot of stuff about race. Like I have released from my life like not my identity. Like I identify as black a hundred percent, but I'm just saying that like the concerns, the concerns that people have because of people race, people's races, I can see that they are a hundred percent transparent because mm. it, it makes no sense. Like it just, it really does make no sense. Like, like for instance, like uh, every black person in the world has been called a nigger one time or another, except for me. Even when people know I'm black and they're angry <laughs> at me and they're racist, they never, they just don't, they don't connect it because they don't see the color of the skin, so they don't think to say it. Ah. And it's just, and that's just like, it's just like a very strange thing. It's just like the color of people's skins affects people in some deep psychological way, but it has nothing to do with who people are as a culture. Because, I mean, if you ask me, like, if you ask me, like, I, I, I do the same thing other black people do. And when somebody knows I'm black and I'm like in your face and I'm like, you're dumb cracker and they still don't call me nigger. I mean, like, I can't, 
I can't tell That's you. Like what, a, I, mean, actually, I know people call people dumb crackers. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> people's faces and say you're a dumb motherfucker. <laughs> That's like a superpower or some shit, though, man. Like, you probably like eat chicken and watermelon in public and shit. I don't. Jeez, like, yeah, he go on both too sides. Much, it's too much pressure, man. Like, I if I go to a white, it's like we had a like a, a potluck with my white friends, and um, I, I, they were like, Rod, uh, you know, we got some watermelon. I was like, No, nah, I'll wait. I'll wait till you guys are gone and take some home <laughs> and eat it in the privacy of my own home because I don't want any jokes. And um, yeah, that, that's like you get to do that and you don't have to worry about anybody saying anything. I was actually in a store once. It was like on a summer day. Uh, it was one of my friends. She was shopping and I had a piece of watermelon. And I was walking around just like loudly proclaiming, proclaiming how much I loved watermelon. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck? I love me some motherfucking watermelon. And then this woman, this now to her credit, her credit, she thought she was doing the right thing. She worked at the store. She came up to me and she was like, hey, I think the way you're acting is pretty racist. Because she thought I was a white dude. She <laughs> <laughs> to be black, yelling about watermelon in a loud, like, like put on accent. And then I was like, I, actually, I'm black. And then she was like, oh, it's okay then. But it's really not. <laughs> <laughs> Even if you're black, it's still racist. <laughs> oh shit um, <laughs> you know man I just realized man that you should probably use your superpower for good man like you could become a black superhero that flags down taxis for and gives them to other black people that is a joke I do in my act what for real <laughs> I do a joke in my act I was like one thing because people are like uh the, the gist of the joke is that people are like, Victor, you're black albino. Is that hard? And I was like, well, you get to do a couple of things most black people don't do. One thing I get to do, catch cabs. I love <laughs> that would be awesome, man. You could be like a uh, Robin Hood of taxis, dude. Yes. This is like, there'd be like a, a black woman who's like pregnant and about to have a baby and she can't get to the hospital because none of the cabs will stop. And then you show up and flag it down and give it to her. And that could be like a whole thing. They need a cape and everything. <laughs> no, I don't think they pick them up in a cape. Wait. No, no, no. He needs a K. He's a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe white people can catch a cab in a cake. That would be also an interesting experiment. Yes. To see how uh, how crazy it can get. Um. All right, man. Now, also, you um direct the realm of LARP, which is a uh, internet. The TV, I, what do you call it? Internet video series? Because I was going to say TV series, but I guess it's I, I, well, I call it an internet documentary series. Okay, all right. And yeah. um, I watched some of that this morning, and <laughs> uh, it's that's the craziest shit I've ever seen. And I is I can't believe people really do that in real life. But um, the, it wasn't like a, a documentary where you're like joking on the people, or they're not in on the, on this some type of like we're picking on these motherfuckers, and they don't even know. It was kind of like. Um, you were kind of sympathetic to, you know, or looking at it through their eyes. Exactly. My whole idea was like, I was like, I wanted to, I, I want, I, when I found out what LARPing was, I was like, oh shit, this is what, I was like, cause I played Dungeons and Dragons in high school. I played, I played that a lot. Okay. Uh, but then when I found out what LARPing was, I was like, this is like live Dungeons and Dragons. But then when I looked at, uh, how it was shown in the media, most of the time, people are just like, "Look at these motherfuckers," <laughs> and I was like, "This is this is not cool." Like the way they're depicting these people, because I'm like to each their own. Like, if you want to do whatever you want to do, that is fine with me. And when and I thought it would be great 
to show LARPing and then show them as the heroes they imagine themselves to be and like add in visual effects and everything, just like make them look like the heroes that they're trying to be. Yeah. And that's that's what the whole series is about. And and people people watch it and for the first time they don't it's not the it's not the uh, presentation taking a stance and saying this is super nerdy because I'm not taking that stance. I'm just letting people enjoy it like however they want to. So LARPing is a part of Dungeons and Dragons or it is Dungeons and Dragons? Well, Dungeons and Dragons is role playing and LARPing is live action role playing. So okay. that's the basic difference. Dungeons and Dragons is mostly a table game and then okay. live action role playing means you're up on your feet hitting somebody in the head. Okay. Yeah. I'll, now, here's the thing. One, do they actually hit each other? Yes. Why? They do. They hit each other. They oh. hit each other hard, too. There's, there's, they're actually, we were trying to get them to slow down on some of their uh, combat because for, when I was shooting it, because I didn't want everybody getting hurt. Because every time, when I, when I was investigating LARPing before we did this shoot, Every time people were getting hurt every day because they, I mean, they get into it and they start swinging and they hit, they knock people's glasses off. And I was like, okay, we want to, we don't want to do that much of that. I mean, we've got insurance to deal with. And so I was just like, please don't <laughs> hit each other that much. But, uh, it happened a lot. You can see, especially in the later episodes, as it was continuing, people were getting into it more and more. And some people got hit in the face. One guy got hit in the balls. And, and, uh, we actually left that in where he got hit in the balls and he went down because <laughs> it was just like this extended section of him trying to recover. And we had like a medical, uh, professional <laughs> trying to give him water instead it's pretty crazy <laughs> i know that the camera work was uh spectacular i thought and it really was filmed like an action movie or action you know like action act, actual action sequences and um if they do that without the cameraman those guys are really good actually you know what i mean like to get in there and either choreograph or freestyle that shit um because they're fighting yeah the fighting was yeah, actually pretty good it's it's all freestyle it's it's all like made up but just Shit. go for it. Ha- they, I mean, the thing is, like, that someone's trying to hit you, and you're trying to block them, and, and, and if they hit you, you have to, like, you have to remember that you have a point off of your hit point. So it's oh. all freestyle. They want to survive. How real is the fighting? Like, is, like, are those swords and things real, too? Or are those, like, fake plastic swords? Yeah. Or Those swords are, the ones, the ones they use in the show are, are all, uh, plastic. They're like, okay. they're like foam. They're like foam around a hardcore, like with duct tape pretty much on them to make like a, they call them boffers. Mm-hmm. But then there's also, there's also a lot of LARPs that use latex weapons, uh, which are, which are like rubberized weapons, but they're shaped like swords. And then there are also, there are also, uh, LARPs, which they, they don't call themselves LARPs because they try to use real or hard weapons, which I w- would want nothing to do with like that. Wait, wait, hold on, wait. What? Real sharp dudes. weapons? That's, that's like reenacting the uh, the people who do the Confederate reenactments, but putting real bullets in the gun. Like, why would exactly. you? Exactly. No. Why would you do that? <laughs> <laughs> it's only fun that's if someone terrible. gets shot. It's terrible. Um. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Um. I, also, um. I, I I didn't get to finish the whole episode, but um. I was watching the first one, and it was crazy. The juxtaposition of like this this you know heroic music and like fighting and slow-mo and like all these quick cuts and stuff of action and then you cut to them introducing themselves it's like yeah you know i'm john i work at staples and uh <laughs> you know it's like wow that's like that's what they this dude does on the weekends man I, i've never met anyone that does that but um i'm fascinated by it i'll probably watch the whole thing now yeah I've, i'm i'm amazed by it myself like i 
when I when I went in to discover what LARPing was, I really was like I was expecting like everybody was gonna be like super nerds and just crazy all over the place. But uh, just when I when I actually found out that a lot of the people like some people are lawyers, some people are policemen. It really is just people who people who um, get together on the weekends and it's like a camping trip almost, except they go on this like crazy adventure. Mm. I, mean, I guess it's not so far fetched. I mean, considering like you play fantasy football. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I, that's <laughs> yeah, the thing. I, people get into like this uh, judgment zone with that kind of no, shit, I but I, I really don't have any judgment for it. It's I just like kind of neat, all. and uh, it's like if it's I, I feel like yeah, when I go play like uh, pickup basketball, it's the same fucking thing. I mean, we just coordinated these fake ass rules and restrictions and who wins and who loses and shit. Like, but none of none of us are getting paid. There's no money behind this. There's no referee out there. We we're just fucking doing something to stay active and have fun. I don't see how them going off in the woods and pretending to be Gandalf or some shit is like worse than me getting on the basketball court and being like I'm Boris Diaw. So I don't know. Same I, shit. I don't think it's any. I don't think it's any different either. I think both are fun. I actually to uh, on the sports side, like I'm actually. I don't even I don't like to watch sports, but I love to play sports. I'm horrible at watching sports, and I love to play sports. Mm, I I I'm just am the opposite. Like actually, I can play basketball, but I I love watching sports, man. It's pretty awesome, man. But I think a lot of comedians don't watch sports, or at least uh, the ones that I keep track of through shows, podcasts, and stuff like that, and stand up. Like not a lot of comedians into sports anyway, man. I don't know if it's just a, a thing or what. Maybe that's what gives them time to write and be funny. Yeah, there. I mean, actually, there's a lot of comics who are into sports. Like anytime sports breaks out as the conversation, I feel like such an asshole because I don't know anything. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know what are you talking about. Talk about video games, sports ball. Uh. <laughs> I'm, very, I'm very confused. Have you ever seen blood drawn or broken bones watching LARPing? Have I seen it? Yeah, I've only seen like you drawn. I've never seen broken bones, but they've told me stories of broken bones. Uh, There's one guy, the guy who is uh, an exterminator, and he plays his character called Dubak on the show. Mm -hmm. He's the one who gets hit in the balls, and he's also the one who tells stories of just, like, getting really fucked up a lot. He's, like, talking about, I I think he tells a story about, like, where he had a cracked rib, and he just kept playing, and he didn't notice until, like, later that his rib was actually cracked. Like, he doesn't care. He might be... Going and going. Now, has anyone told him that, um, no offense, but he might be pretty bad at this if... um... (laughs) He continually, (laughs) continually gets hurt. I know if I, you know, continually got hurt playing basketball, I would not do that anymore. I'd do the treadmill or something. Like, you may not be LARPing right. Yeah. uh, No one else had a broken rib today. We're just, you know, one of these things is doing his own thing. Um, So I was listening to another interview you did on a different podcast, and you were saying that um, when you've gotten certain roles, you've had to talk people into hiring a black albino for the roles that you've gotten. Absolutely. Yeah, what? nobody's looking for a black albino for a role. There's not, it's never like, well, we should probably get a black albino to play this funny guy. No, they never say that. More probably because they just haven't even thought of it, right? No, they they don't even know I exist. Is that a hard sales pitch, or is it easy to talk people into? It's usually, if people get to see me perform, it's usually easy to talk people into it. Because... If they get to see me perform, then they're like, oh, he's he's funny. I think the thing that most people are afraid of when they meet me is, like, is he just a dude who, like, it's black albino, is his shtick, and that's all he does. Mm. And then uh, once they get past that, then they're like, oh, okay, he can actually perform and do his, do his, do his shit. And so 
then it's usually easier to talk them into whatever. Yeah, I but saw talk I, them into it. I saw a video you did uh, instructing their guy to uh, how to draw a penis, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, this is not, this isn't black albino material at all. This is universal <laughs> yes, material that anyone needs to know. So I don't think anything's wrong with that. Can I, if I could point out that um, I've gone to meetings and then I forget, I forget that I have like weird videos on the internet and so like and now in meetings if you go to a meeting any meeting with a studio or network or whatever they google your shit and they watch it and so i went to a meeting and they're talking about i was talking about selling them a show idea and then they brought up this thing i did where i was dressed up as a zombie and i was doing def gem zombie comedy <laughs> <laughs> And, oh, and they were quoting this joke that I did, and I was so shocked because the meeting was so serious at that point. And the fact that I we were like they they like that was an image that they had of me in their heads. I was just like, oh my god! <laughs> but because uh, in the in the thing, I I talk about um, I talk about as a zombie how even though I'm a zombie, I still won't eat somebody's dick meat because I'm I'm not gay. <laughs> 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 I had that on the web and they brought it up. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, all right. Sexuality does matter to zombies. Yeah, Karen, did you have a question? Or oh, I was going to keep going. Oh, you can keep going. All right, man. So um, the Awkward Comedy Show, um, I listened to the stand-up on uh, Spotify, actually. It's on Spotify. So for people that want to check that out, and this is like Marina Franklin, Hannibal Burris, Eric Andre, and uh, Baron, Baron Vaughn. Um, is- and Victor Vernado. Yeah, well, oh yeah, and the guy on the show, Victor Ronato, of course, <laughs> of course, I'm sorry, guy. He actually or, uh, organized and filmed it and, and whatnot. Um, so, alright, number one thing, um, I've watched the Eric Andre show on Cartoon Network. <laughs> do you let that dude in your house? Like, cause I heard you say you were friends. Eric Andre? No, I don't let him in my house. No. <laughs> Actually, yeah, he's been here many times. I have parties in my house sometimes, and uh, Eric has come and uh, raised the bar at the party. <laughs> he seems like a. He seems like a, if he was in an '80s detective film, I would call him a loose cannon. <laughs> yes, that's a good description of Eric Andre. Everything is bonkers. He stars every show by destroying the set. I was like, yeah, okay. Um, I, I, I still, I think it's brilliant though. Me but uh, it's one of those things where I tell people to watch it and they go, what the fuck is wrong with you, Rod? I like, know. Why you got me watching this dude? Like, it's, fucking, it's brilliant. It's it comedic is. brilliance. I'm like, no, it's not. It's crazy. I was like, okay. A couple of months ago, we did the Eric Andre show live in New York and I, I opened for him. And, uh, and to see his fans, like the kind of fans that come down to that who just are really fucking behind him. It, they all want to be Eric Andre. So they're just all willing to just do crazy shit. It was just crazy. <laughs> Crazy loud. It just made no sense. Oh my god, it was insane. It was funny though, but it was just fucking just crazy after crazy shit, and like the audience was just like throwing shit and like pouring beers on each other. It was insane, dude. And um, also, uh, you know, of course, Hannibal Burris, like he's uh, blowing up all over the yeah, place. Right? Really good um, counterbalance and shit to to that Eric Andre show. Like now, do you keep up with? You know, like Marina Franklin, Baron Vaughn. Do you keep up with these people? Because it's like since that show, all you guys are going on to become more and more successful. Like, do y'all can y'all hang out like anymore? Or is everybody just busy making money? No, we definitely hang out. I I was I just saw 
I actually I was texting with uh, Hannibal this week, um, and I was on his show like two weeks ago. Like he has a local show that he does in New York, and I was uh, down there performing. Uh, Eric Andre still like we email together. Uh, yeah, uh, Marina and I swear at each other a lot on text messages and on <laughs> and on Twitter. Uh, yeah, we we all we all still know each other. Baron is uh, Baron is on the West Coast, definitely. I mean, to be, I mean, the, the opera comedy show was a big deal for all of us in one way or another. And it really, I, I mean, we've really bonded because of that. I mean, we're, I think we're going to be friends for the rest of our lives. Good, man. That's what I like to think. Yeah. In my mind, y'all all hang out all the time. Me too. And, um, I'm glad we can kind of confirm that y'all still cool, man. Cause, uh, yeah, we're still cool. I wish we hung, I wish we hung out all the time, but we're, we, nobody has time <laughs> to hang out all the time. Everybody's doing shit. Well, maybe one day we'll get, uh, awkward comedy part two. Um, I want to do that, actually. I'm kind of talking to some people about it. I'll tell you more as it, <laughs> as it develops. Understood. But, uh, I, when I, when I created the awkward comedy show, I, when I created that, I was like, you know what? I've never ever seen a comedy show with black people that wasn't like every black thing comedy show is always like hey you ever hit that pussy from behind and dance <laughs> <laughs> and like, that is like what every, that's like what most people expect from black comedians and I was just like I mean yes I am dirty as fuck when I do shows but I also just do do shit that's just like weird and so there was no place for that at, when before I made the after comedy show and I was trying to help like bring some awareness to that type of comedy and uh and since then, and I'm, I'm really proud of it because since then everybody's gone on and they've gotten bigger and bigger. But then a lot of comics who are black who kind of do that kind of style, like where it's like more of a nerdy style or mm-hmm. it's just like their own alternative weird thing, they can look at that as like the starting point for it a lot. I mean, even though it's not really the starting point, but it was just like the first time it was in wide release. Yeah, and it's very professionally done, too. It so is. You know, it adds something to it. It's not, it, like, there's not this air of, like, oh, they just got up and did this. It's like, oh, no, no, you can do this and uh, be, you know, be, and it can be well done and be respected. So. Oh, absolutely. I didn't want it to be, like, sad black productions, too. Like, because <laughs> when I was researching productions, like, I saw this one called um, Barbershop Comedy. I don't know if you've ever seen this. It was on Netflix for a while. I haven't seen and, that. Oh no! And it was that. like people. It looked like people filming with handy cams and, and then, <laughs> like, being in a barbershop. And the comedy was terrible, and it was just produced really badly. I, I can't stand it. I can't stand it when like uh, comedy stuff with white people is produced really, really well and is bad, and comedy stuff with black people is not produced well. I just like. Oh I, yeah. I really want people to get in and just learn to do their shit. Yeah, you gotta fake it sometimes, man. Like that, like with this show, you know, we film it in our spare bedroom, but like, uh, or, and, you know, record it and release it, uh, audio wise. And yeah, you, you gotta learn to fake this shit to some extent. Yeah, I don't have an intern or a studio or like, there's no, uh, producer and shit like that, but, uh, I would like for it to sound well yep. when it is heard. Yep, so and that's the goal one day. Yeah, I want someone <laughs> to feel like, oh man, these niggas got a studio and everything. Yeah, like, they were like, you gotta <laughs> produce something. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is us. Yeah. You gotta IT. Mm-mm, I am IT. I like when people are surprised that the show is low tech. Where they're like, "Really? This, that's all?" I'm like, "Yep, that's right." Just two of us. Um, another thing too, man. Are there? Because I know as a black person, you hear this like you know, black people. We hear this a lot. We always are thinking about this, and it's always a debate. I've kind of shed this whole thinking. Like, I don't. I, I've decided to stop caring about stereotypes and what white people think about me. Um, 
but uh as an albino do you have that type of pressure of being an example or being like like standing for more than than you are because you're now the albino representative for so many people who may not know any albino people or may harbor stereotypes because you know we're not very well educated on uh albinism uh in general I, I when i was a kid the shit i learned about albinos was very similar to vampires it's like yeah they can't go in the sun y'all it's like they burn it's like that i don't i don't it's, and then like uh i was thinking about it the show you know we were gonna have you on the show and i was like i know a couple albino people i've never thought any of this shit about them we play basketball together everything like i've never never once in my life i've been like hey man let me ask you some albino questions but you know as kind of being like the best albino and you know having to stand up and having you know putting yourself out there do you feel some type of responsibility to you know to the albino community as it were i i asked I absolutely do. I really do. And in fact, I don't do um, I don't do jokes which make fun of me for being an albino. I always make fun of people's perception of albinism. I, I never I, I do that on purpose because I don't want I never want to add to the fuel of people being teased because people get teased enough. Mm. And so I I mean I mean like the joke I was talking about the cab joke. It's like it's like my albinism and that joke is a positive. And so I just never want to like. I would never like to come up with some sort of joke that somebody's going to turn on some kid with albinism in a school and and make their life worse. So I, just, I I do that on purpose. I I try to be smart. I try to be strong. I I I want people to look at me. I mean I mean here's the thing. I'm not a role model. Is like I will, you know, I will uh, you know slap a girl's booty in bed. I'm not the role model. I'm, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> You're now my role be, model, sir. Yes. I'm not going to be held up as the moral. <laughs> post of what every person should be but i i do as as far as like albinism goes i try to be strong and correct so that people can say there's a guy who uh is a very strong representative of someone with albinism i want that's what i want to be i do that on purpose yes now do people ever not get that yeah people definitely don't get it people don't get it and people try to like uh People try to jump on and say like, "Oh, you're my like." It would it would almost be like if someone was like, "Yeah, yeah, he's my little black buddy." And I said that to you, and like someone tries mm. to say that to me about being like, "He's my little albino buddy." I was like, "No, that doesn't work." <laughs> like that's not that's not happening at all. I, I was at a show once. I was at a show once. I just done my show, and then these two women came up after uh, came up to me. It was uh, me and uh, Christian Finnegan. I don't know if you know him. He's a comedian. Yes, yes. Um, Heard about him uh, on Keith and the Girl and uh, mm -hmm. other shows and stuff like that. So, yes. Right. So, we were doing a stand-up show together. And afterwards, these women came up and they were like, hey, can we have a picture with you? We never had a picture with a real albino before. And I was like, too bad I'm not a talking hippopotamus, right? <laughs> <laughs> now, okay. All right. So, that's a good moral stance. Now, what if those are two hot chicks and they're like, we've never double teamed an albino before. Would you drop the morality for that moment and be like, well, okay. Or would you still be like, you know, I'm not a talking hippopotamus. No, I would not be like that. I, I work in the entertainment business. I've seen enough hot chicks so that I can not respect all of them. Oh, cool. All right, good. That's kind of what the being married has that effect on me. Oh, uh, yeah? Yeah, it's, it's awesome. Like, 
<laughs> you're just like, I'm not in the same game as you, so fuck it. Yeah, like, I, we have a chick at work that uh, just talked some dude into taking her out on a date, even though she has a boyfriend, and then the next day she started talking to him about her boyfriend again, so that was fucked up. Oh, but um, oh, oh. that would never happen to me anymore. I'd just be like, no, hot chick, I'm not paying for your food, so fuck you. Ah! Um, <laughs> all right, so... um. The last, uh, the last thing I, I wanted to know, man, um, you, I heard you talk about anime on the show. You say you were in the anime. If you were going to have a theme wedding, it would be an anime wedding. Cool. <laughs> Which I'm assuming means you will not have a theme wedding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> assuming my wife will not let me unless I get a really deep, deep nerd wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's into cosplay and everything. Um, so what, what anime are you into, man? I just like, I like a lot of, I like a lot of old shit, and there's like new shit that I'm finding out about that I really like. But um, my one of my favorite old anime, of course, I, I like Ninja Scroll. Yeah, mm-hmm. I liked uh, I <laughs> I like Fist of the North Star. Just like anything where people's yes. heads blow up, I'm into that a hundred percent. Yeah, Ninja, um, Ninja Scroll is like the marijuana of anime. It is yes. everyone's gateway drug yes, into watching other anime. It's like everyone stars at Ninja Scroll in this. Like, and now I'm mainlining uh, yeah. Black uh, Black. Uh, what's uh, I forget the name of it now. But that was my yeah. first. That was my first <laughs> anime was Ninja Scroll. And I was like, what is this? Oh shit! His head blown off. I am in. Right. <laughs> but but I, yeah, I watch I watch a lot of Soul Eater. Mm. Uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah, oh yeah, love that shit. How about Cowboy Bebop? Cowboy. Oh yeah, I love Cowboy Bebop. I watch all that series and the movie. And like so, everything about Cowboy Bebop, I love. Um, the, that show's crazy good. Yes. Yeah, Cow- you seen Samurai Champloo? The it's also no. by the same people who did Cowboy Bebop. Yes. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, you know, I always passed it up because I was like, I don't know if I want to watch this Samurai shit, but but. Uh, but now I gotta watch it. Yeah, you'd love it, man. It's Especially really if, um, cause I think, first of all, I think anime is like probably one of the more brilliant forms of, uh, media when it's good because, um, like say take, uh, Cowboy Bebop. You pretty much have 28 separate like narratives that wrap up neatly, but still somehow over they overall tell this story that does take 28 episodes to tell, and then they're fucking done. Like it's not like American TV a lot of times where we get caught up in like, well, we're making money, we didn't think that would happen, so seven more episodes of Lost, and you know now we have like 27 seasons and shit. And by the time it's done, you're like, I hate The Office. Why am I still watching this on the blanket, crying on the couch and shit? So I like that they have finite stories to tell. And um, they don't often revisit them or try to, like, you know, exploit your your fanness of it by going, like, let's make seven Cowboy Bebop movies. It's, mm-hmm. They move on to Samurai Champloo, and it turns out to be just as good. So. Yes, it does. Not to mention that when they do that, it just the it just it gets bigger and bigger, just like the whole mythos of uh, Cowboy Bebop is huge. It's, it's bigger. Like, I think, for instance, something like Lost, I think that in, a, in the years to come, Lost is going to be considered like that thing that started out good and then really failed. But Cowboy Bebop is always going to be fantastic. Yep. Yes, yes, yes. Ha- have you seen Death Note? Uh, I've seen Death Note. I've seen Fully Cooley. Have you seen Fully Cooley? Yes. Mm-mm. That is the goddamn craziest <laughs> acid trip of all time. I gotta see that one. <laughs> Karen, I guarantee Karen has seen it. Oh. This, is, this is how crazy Fully Cooley is. 
Karen, I guarantee you've seen it, and I guarantee you've seen every episode. You just don't know what the fuck really happened. That's all. I, I bet you that's what that's what happened. It's I insane. It you blocked so it out. Up, you suppressed it. Yes. Right. It was like, why is that kid looking at her panties like this? Oh no, his head turned into a robot. Wait a minute. <laughs> it's transforming. It's a tank now. It's a guitar. Like, I, like someone did acid and was like, I'm going to just write this and put it out before I think about it. But um. All right, well, cool, man. So that's what kind of anime you're into, man. Uh, yeah, I'll have to check out Soul Eater because you seem like to like some of the stuff we do. So, and did you see the live action version of Cutie Honey? No, we've only seen the live action Death Note movies, yes, which I loved. You should check out the live action Cutie Honey. It's pretty crazy. They do not pull punches, as in they want to. They want to make every frame that they make in the cartoon work in the movie live action so it's nuts all right i will i will check that out man some of the stuff that uh happens in these animes i have no idea how you would put make real people do that shit so exactly that's why this movie's so crazy yeah i'm interested just off of that (laughs) um all right man let me uh introduce the show this is the blackout tips podcast and you can find us a bunch of ways the easiest to which go to blackouttips.com it's a comedy podcast we do three times a week and uh today might be the we might have set the record for the longest to taking the longest time to introduce the show ever but yeah, i'm good i'm down with that it's absolutely fine <laughs> um the voice you've been listening to is victor varnado yes. um of course if you're listening to this later you already knew that from the show notes but whatever um you can find this show itunes facebook podomatic stitcher radio like us on facebook Leave us a five-star review on iTunes, and we promise to read it on the show when we do our feedback shows on Saturday morning. And it does not matter what the content of that iTunes review is. We will read it. As long as it's five stars, it will get read. Yes, it will. If if you tell us that you want to blow us, but it's only four stars... It does not get read, mm-hmm. so it's quite simple. You no, tell- you will not be coming in my eyes on that review for four stars. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Tell us, <laughs> you can say go fuck yourself for five stars, and I'll read that gladly, yes. sir. Or ma'am. Uh, don't forget, you can also donate to the show at theblackoutest.com. You can subscribe, you can go to our store, check out our Tumblr, and then all the contact information is the, in the about section of the show, uh, of the website, but um, for those of you that are too lazy, uh, you can leave us a voicemail throughout the week. It's 704 that's 704-557-0186 or talk to us live during our feedback show the email is theblackoutest at gmail.com and everybody on the show today is on twitter i'm rodimus prime i'm say that again that s-n-d-a-t and victor is <laughs> varnado v-a-r just varnado yeah just varnado not victor just varnado um and uh victor you follow me on twitter i don't know i want you to know i will not be offended if and when you unfollow me oh, I, yeah. I tweet a lot about bullshit this yeah. is, i have no yeah. ego about it and i will not stop because famous people follow me and shit i i, I don't give a fuck i just that's I okay i that. heckle people on twitter all the time so you might get some heckles okay. <laughs> i'm used to it i'll be fine um and then, of course um <laughs> the show twitter is tvgwt which uh, i think uh everyone should follow because that only tweets stuff related to the show and uh if you follow it it follows you back yep the official weapon of the show is the taser and the unofficial sport is bullet ball and bullet ball extreme yes, sir and this podcast is double sponsored the best kind means we get paid yes this podcast is sponsored by shadow dog productions and their new audio play pack which we start in several of Mm -hmm. um you can get four audio plays for just two dollars by purchasing one of their two audio play pack collections Mm -hmm. you can get the ratchet pack featuring the audio plays (laughs) bitch move fries 
fries which stars me and karen and karen curses me out i sure do and but it's all acting people we were happy afterwards and we were that's how good acting she is is she cursed me out and everything was fine on the ride home i didn't cry at all tourism you sure about that you know they say i beat you sir (laughs) they were silent they were silent uh native american tears of litter um (laughs) tourism and sunspot um were the other other two audio plays and that and then the ignorant pack so you got to pick between ratchet and ignorance and i know people who listen to our show probably should get both just saying yeah because you can't choose you know you both and uh they those have the audio plays try the pie sunny die on and directing shit and then directing shit i get to curse everyone out yes, so you do. that's you, you awesome were an asshole i was a huge dick yes you was i loved it acting <laughs> Get get one or both audio plays uh, uh audio play packs today for half the cost of buying them individually. Check them out shadowdogproductions.com slash apack.html. Of course, the link is already on the show notes, so um and already on the website. Uh all you have to do is just go to like uh sponsors and stuff like that. And it'll come right up. Um, I guess we also have to do our other sponsor. Yeah, we gonna we gonna get a little sexy for you over there. Just just pre warning you. Yeah, I don't, I don't I need to find some appropriate slow jams for people to masturbate to. So, (laughs) by the way, I was searching for slow jams and I typed in slow James and fucking James Brown came up. (laughs) I don't think there's any slow James Brown songs. You hurt yourself fucking the James Brown. (laughs) Right. I don't Mm. think anyone's like, yeah, dog, get some to this fucking James Brown tonight. You know how we do. No. I don't think there's any songs that you can fuck too competently. Are there any good fucking songs? Uh, definitely not James Brown. Not James Brown. Definitely not James Brown. But even like a slow song, it's just like if a slow song is like whatever the slow song is talking about, I can't, I can't help not hearing. I hear it. I hear the lyrics, and then that fucks me up with them trying to have sex. But it gotta be instrumental. Yeah, maybe that's what I. Maybe that's why I've been messing up. Is uh. Yeah, that's that's probably exactly what it is. I need to get just the yeah, instrumental. Everybody's too busy singing. And not to mention those the slow songs where for people that like aren't in love, or <laughs> even if you are in love, but then the song lyrics don't go with the emotion at the time. No. So it's either you know it's either like even though this is the one night stand, you're like, no, baby, I still love you. This is not. <laughs> I don't know how I this got on the uh, on the mix. Uh, this My is, bad. We, we, I'm not gonna leave you for anybody. And uh, or or the other ones where you just like I'm gonna hit it and quit it. And it's like, we'll be together forever. <laughs> this is not a one night affair. It's like, oh shit. Oh, it really is the one night affair. Right, I don't me, plan on seeing you again. Let me see if this is uh, sexy enough. Karen, you tell me you are the judge of all the sexiness with the um with the podcast. Does that work? Uh, it could go. Alright, here we go. Fellas and ladies. Are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? You should be. It can never be spicy enough. And there is also Adam and Eve doesn't have things that spice things down. So, have you been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? You should be. You should be thinking about them all the time. Yes. Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to AdamandEve.com for a limited time only. You get 50% off of just about any item. For people that get it around, I'm talking 50% off of boat condoms. 
and other forms of contraceptive. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to mention, also, you can get like off of movies. Christmas is coming. Maybe you want to put on some sexy Santa's helper outfits and you want to save on those. You can do that. Yeah. Someone actually hit me up on Twitter yesterday and told me that they saved half off of uh, their item and it's only going to cost $13 to be able to get sexy for Christmas. Woo-hoo! That's what I'm talking about. But that's not all, people. Yes, Merry Christmas to you. If that wasn't, if that was all, I would be insulted, and I wouldn't even buy anything. I wouldn't even read this copy, no matter how much they paid me. But you can also get three free adult DVDs of slow motion white people with really good lighting and effects and like costumes. A lot of you can see police officers or it might be a night you never know what kind of adventure these dvds will take you on no it's a little different yeah for everybody different experience this is not hoodamateurs.com people oh no Mm -mm. that has they have real titles it's not your baby's mama's yeah ass is big Mm -mm. i saw you know i I saw a title on hoodamateurs.com and it said uh Nelson's baby mama. That was the title. Oh, yeah. I don't even want to know the backstory. No. That's just what it said. Mm-mm. I don't um, even know wonder who Nelson is. But that does not inspire me like Adam and E's professional DVDs. Plus, professional y'all. You also get an extra gift that is so sensual that I don't know what it is, so I couldn't even tell you or begin to guess. And to top it all off, they give you free shipping on your entire order. And they're not joking around, people. So check out adamandeve.com for this special offer. 50% off of one item when you put in the code TBGWT when you go to checkout. Get three free DVDs, free extra gift, and free shipping. All you got to do is put in TBGWT when you check out. All right, cool. Yes. That was very well done, very professional. Now, let's get to some podcasting. Because I always have random thoughts and shit that we do throughout the show. And, uh, you know, uh, feel free to chime in, Victor. Uh, and if you do not have anything to say, feel free not to chime in. It's absolutely fine. Um, hey, fuck your show, man. I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. This part is not about me. <laughs> um, so um, I was noticing that um, since Obama got reelected the last three weeks, gas has gone down. And I saw people, uh, an article that was like giving him credit for the gas going down. Um, and to be honest, I, I never give credit or not credit to like the gas going up or down when, with a president in office. Like, I don't, I don't think they have that much control over it. It's not like they don't, they're pouring the shit out or whatever. Um, so, uh, I saw that, but I went to the store and I was making a, uh, you know, some grocery purchases and I started to make an impulse buy. I was like, I'm going to buy a soda. And you know they have those freezers up there in the in the checkout line, and you just grab one out because they know that you're gonna make an impulse buy of a soda. Of course, uh, I could literally walk uh, an extra twenty feet, get a soda that's not refrigerated, and get like a liter of the shit and pay the same price as it, as it is in the, the um, refrigerator thing. Right, that's right. But is anybody keeping track of the economy through the cost of twenty ounces of soda? Because this shit was two dollars. I believe that. It used to be less than a dollar to get a 20 ounce of soda, man. Like, to me, that's a, that says a lot more about the economy than gas, man. Like, soda is jumping up off the fucking charts and nobody's tracking this shit. Where do you live? Charlotte, North Carolina. Really? And yeah. soda's $2? $2, dog. I just always assume that everything is more expensive in New York and everywhere else is, like, really cheap. 
Yeah. I, I, well, I don't even. When's the last time you bought a soda in New York? It might be fucking seventy dollars now. If you can, I know, right? If you can buy twenty ounces anymore, I don't know. I you. bought. I was going to buy one the other day, but he's like, "That's going to cost you half your arm," and I'm like, "No, <laughs> yeah. I'm good." It's like sign your firstborn over here. Like, <laughs> yes. Good grief! I had to take credit out to get a fucking soda, man. Ridiculous, man. Someone needs to get on top of this, and there's no lobbyist for this. The soda market is killing America. That's all I'm saying. Um, speaking of uh, markets and killing America, uh, apparently I saw an article where Ikea, mm-hmm. the furniture store, if you want to call the it that. The build-yourself furniture store? <laughs> right. Do-it-yourself furniture. Mm-hmm. Um, they had an article of where they were apologizing for using slave labor in Germany to make furniture. Wow! In two thousand, who found that out? (laughs) (laughs) Wow! It's like this. This is about to break. We better apologize early. (laughs) Yeah, somebody's about to spill the beans. Someone was doing the accounting, uh, and they figured it out. They were like, like, "We got six hundred thousand hours that we have not paid for." The Germany, the German division is making 100% profit. And we are not getting billed. I don't understand it. How is it? How are they so good? But, but you know what? Rice and corn there is off the chain. What are we paying them with? What is your secret there, Adolf? It's like, oh no. This is not what we wanted to know. I want to know what the business meeting was like where they decided to use slave labor. Like what was that? What was that meeting like? Was like, <laughs> like <laughs> I bet you they negotiated with the with the the chief of the village. I bet you people didn't even know what happened. The chief of the village they negotiated Ger- with him in Germany. Or? Yeah, in Germany, you got chiefs <laughs> of, of, of the villages that allows this shit to happen. <laughs> in because if you had like real human beings and mayors and shit, they were like, you ain't gonna fuck our people over. <laughs> I like that you were just like fuck geography. They got villages now. <laughs> <laughs> Germany is back to village level. Yeah, you back to slavery. <laughs> yeah, it is weird though that um I just don't because at some point, man, in all corporate America, like we have this idea of corporations like these huge conglomerates and all this shit, but it's always composed of people. And at some point, a meeting does have to take place, mm-hmm. and someone has to sign off on using slave labor, man. Like, so uh, we have two choices: one, <laughs> we could pay people, or two, we could hit them with a belt. <laughs> Which one would you like to do? Because uh, hitting with the belt is not very expensive. It costs the belt. <laughs> That's going to be the next James Bond. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to get to the bottom of that shit. Yes. James, we need for you to get on this. He's like, who I actually. Who are the slaves? Who are the slaves? I can't. Who, who specifically are they using for slave labor? Um, in I, Germany, you think everybody's like just European and educated, right? Is somebody there just like uneducated? They have slave people in Germany? Uh, well, according to them, it, well, you see, that's what the thing. It goes way back, and it happened a very long time ago. So you can't, you got to forgive them. It was the 1980s, Victor. So it was, <laughs> it was a different, it's a different time. That was a different time. A different, you can't that judge was, them. Was one year. All the people in parachute pants. <laughs> That was one year after I was born. <laughs> um, they said they use political prisoners as forced labor. Even to, you know, uh, just kill me if I'm a political prisoner, and then you say, "And hey, you have to make IKEA furniture." It's like you know what? I'd rather die. I don't uh, wanna... that, the political prisoners must have been really pissed off because if they were like, if they were like prisoners because of like their political views or things they'd done, and then all of a sudden they get blue collar <laughs> as soon as they're in prison. <laughs> Oh, and it it really does explain why their furniture is so shitty. Yes. 
you know, they, they, they give, they, they send us and they're like, you got 25 years. Okay. You're going to be in prison with nasty food. Okay. But you got to make IKEA furniture. No. Right. It's like, I'll, I'll make it, but I'm not using enough glue. Just telling you right now, the shit's going to fall apart. I'm going to halfway nail it. <laughs> one week I will I, show you. One week after you put this together, it's definitely falling apart. And, uh, you can always tell the difference between a chair was, that was made with love or made with hate. You <laughs> yeah. can <tell>. this, this <laughs> is a slave chair. <laughs> um, speaking of slaves, um, apparently in North Carolina, my home state, there was supposed to be a KKK rally. Mm-hmm. But um, they got chased off because there was a day of protest before, and um, ah, so nobody picked this up on their calendar. Well, I just like that. One, uh, even as a black person, I still like the idea that people will go protest and shit. But uh, where do you find the time? Because I heard about this and was like, yeah, whatever. Like I'm not driving two hours to protest the KKK. Um, and then secondly, how fucking weak has the KKK fallen off? Like. Has any organization fallen off this badly in, in the history of the United States, man? They used to kill people and terrorize entire hey. cities and towns, and now they're just fucking like, oh, no, they don't want us to have our parade. Let's you know, let's move it. You know what, baby? <laughs> don't forget. They still do this. They just pass laws now. They don't wear hoods. They are in the open. They just I don't think so. Laws. The law, even the law, even if you thought... And I don't think you do. But even if you thought that the KKK was passing these laws, these are some weak ass laws compared to killing people for being black. This is like, what's man a white woman? We're going to kill you. Like now you can do pretty much anything you want to if you're black. Like the KKK can't even burn a cross, even after petitioning to have a parade and fill, ah! filing out paperwork. <laughs> yeah. They they still were like, oh, no, no, yeah. we, we can't I do think, this. I think they realized that the climate has changed, so they had to change their tactics. No, it's it's not as uh, put like this. They don't have the freedoms that they used to have because mm. people was like, hey, y'all gave niggas rights. And so they're going to come and actually protest you now. So you can't do that. But you know what we can do? Be sure you don't get any more assistance. That, well, no, they even they can't the even do that. Is killing the KKK. That's what I think. I think it's the mm. internet because it, you, it, two reasons. Number one, you can't if you're gonna be really hurtful and racist, you got to be stupid. And the mm. internet, unfortunately, is showing everyone what the world is really like out there. Right. And so it's hard to it's hard to shelter people and raise them to be as racist racist enough to be in the KKK. It's hard to do that. That's a good number point. two. They can't surprise people anymore. <laughs> True. Because one person, one person does an email or something, and somebody sees it, it gets tweeted on the internet. Everybody knows where their rally is going to be. They can protest their rally. They can't put shit on their website and then expect that nobody's going to do nothing about it because people are watching them up with the internet. So the internet is killing the KKK slowly. It is. It's weird. I like I just imagine like their agendas over the years, like scratched out, like genocide. <laughs> It's like, it's like keep them from voting. Fuck. It's like, well, have a, have a parade in in some hick town in the middle of North Carolina. Nope, can't do that. Fuck. Can't do anything. Like we put in the papers. <laughs> the KKK has to fill out papers to be the KKK. That doesn't fucking make sense. Like everybody else. That's right. Oh, that's you, are, you are organization to collect dues, so you, you have to <laughs> right. be sure you do it the right way. I bet their founders are like rolling over in their graves. It's like the KKK are the new niggers now. We can't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> Is this what it feels like? We were wrong. Um, they probably spend the beginning of every meeting forming a circle and pinching each other to wake up from this 
black president nightmare dream. <laughs> yeah. like, please, please, let it be true this time that we wake up. <laughs> Why haven't they disbanded? This is not going well. At, at this point, they're having the opposite effect. Like, they're only making everyone who's reasonable get together and go, yeah, let's go to the, the parade and judge them. And they're like, ooh, they're going to judge us. Let's not show up. So it seems like they should just break up, man. Um, <clears throat> another thing, man, now you've written... Uh, a comic uh, you've written uh, how many comic books have you written victor i know you wrote shame itself or wrote for shame itself like is uh, you written anything else uh as far as comic books i've got one new one in the works right now but shame itself was the first one i wrote for anybody big okay like marvel uh but i did i co-wrote a movie with stan lee which was not associated with marvel at the time now are you um do you watch like the walking dead or anything like that Absolutely, I cannot wait to see who's on the phone. Oh, oh, yes, <laughs> sir. For people that have read, people that have read the comic books, mm, I can't wait either. Me either. Yeah, I know who's on the phone, but yeah, okay, all right. Now you read, so you read the comic book. Well, you know what? Honestly, they do enough different. Now I'm not saying this is like crazy different, but they do enough different that I do need to hear the voice. I need to hear yeah. it to know that they didn't change this concept because sometimes they they do things where it's like oh that didn't happen uh, which i love by the way um which brings me to this question are you one of the nerd people and i'm i consider myself a nerd i'm not saying that derogatory um (laughs) are you one of the kind of nerds that don't like shit to be different when it changes mediums because i'm not i prefer if you take a comic book and you make it a movie it should not like be an exact retelling of what I saw in the comic book. Um, Same thing with like Star Wars. They have like the Clone Wars series and stuff like that. I I like some different shit. I don't need it to all like match up and be one for one with everything that happened before. So how do you feel about that? Yeah, I don't mind that it's, I don't mind that it's different at all. And I think that on the broader scale, some people are really embracing it. Like Marvel for one is really embracing it. Like they have their, they have their live action universe and, and they have their print universe, and I think that that's the way it should be. Like, you could have The Walking Dead be the comic book, but also The Walking Dead, the series, which is which is uh, inspired by the comic book, but it should totally go a different route. I mean, explore different things because there's some things you can't do in print that you can do on a, that you can do on uh, on screen. So why not? Yeah, I feel like some nerds just want to be mad all the time. Yes. I just don't have it in me. To be that mad ever since I found a uh, vagina. I've just, it is never, uh-huh. like, ever since then, my nerd rage just left. It was like, eh, I'm not, <laughs> it'll be okay as long as I'm getting some of this. I'll relax. But, um, <clears throat> yeah, like, the other thing too is, like, I saw a podcast that was promoting, like, hey, come check out my live show. And the, the theme of the show was bitching about being a nerd. It's like, we're gonna bitch about all the shit. And I was like, but I, I love this shit. Like, it's, yeah. <laughs> some of it is terrible. And yes, you do, I don't mind complaining about shit that is terrible but at the end of the day man like some of this shit you you don't have to feel an obligation to hate everything like no, you don't it's actually okay to just be like yes they did it differently on the tv show but and i like okay that version of the walking dead as much as i like the video game version as much as i like the fucking comic books like i don't know man <clears throat> yeah some nerds are just really hard to please especially if they're if they're really deep deep into something and they know every detail usually those guys are the ones that are hardest to please because i'll tell you why they spent they've invested so much time in learning every bit of minutiae about something that they want to be 100 percent right about it all the time and so if you you read the walking dead comic books and you know the comic books great mm-hmm. but if you know everything and every line said by every character and every like minor <laughs> minor story arc that was dropped and then if i can put it on tv and they've done and, and you're 
your information, your currency is useless, you're right. fucking pissed off. That's a great point. I didn't even think about it like that. But they probably like watch episode one like, T-Dog, fuck this. Where's wow. Maurice? That, that is Where not is what his name is. This is a complete retelling of the story. I do not want to be entertained or amused. Or surprised. Fuck being surprised. Yes. Yeah, when you think about it, like when nerds get together, like that's their power. Like how much knowledge they have of some shit. Like especially like when you go to Comic-Con, like people... People fucking go head to head, like talking about shit and try to bring up the more obscure thing that the other person doesn't know about so that they can then educate them. Measuring and that then- nerd dick. It's like a nerd nerd pissing contest. Yeah, I hate that shit, man. And the other thing that's cool, uh, that's that's kind of funny about it. Like, I uh, I haven't put it out yet, but I'm writing a blog post about nerd gentrification and how a lot of this rage is from nerds that don't like the idea that our shit is not just for nerds anymore. Which I love. I love the idea of the Avengers getting like a fucking full Hollywood treatment. Like I never thought I'd see a good comic book movie in my life, let alone fucking dozens of them. You know, like, so I like, I feel like there's some type of pushback, kind of like how people feel about gentrification where it's like, why the fuck you building the Whole Foods in Brooklyn, nigga? We don't need no fucking Whole Foods in Brooklyn. It's like, well, I kind of like the idea of um, people because, you know, unlike you know uh land this is not a finite space we can fit as many people into our culture as possible so i i feel no like ownership of like you can't be liking transformers motherfucker like no come on in and also do you think uh like victor was saying do you think it's one of those things where they hold on to to their knowledge and what they know as being so precious because a lot of stuff comes Mm -hmm. from childhood or like he said them just knowing so much and all of a sudden when the hot chick actually knows what she's talking about you're like well fuck you you shouldn't know this how did you get in here yeah. you know you don't belong with this group you don't know the Pythagorean theme and they just get angry <laughs> when people come in there and they're not smart to them you know like you're yeah. not smart enough to be a part of my you know nerdy crew fuck you yeah, I want angry I want I just like the idea of like uh someone like Christopher Nolan who doesn't have to do any of this shit really Saying I take an interest in Batman and I would like to put my spin on what a Batman story would look like if I directed it. Fucking yes, please, more. That's that awesome. Thank you. We appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. It. I love that shit. I got I got emails from people who told me that I shouldn't have made Realm of LARP because it was a private thing. LARPing was private and they didn't want other people to know about it. What? I know, right? Not, not, it's they, not that they didn't like the program or they thought it was being mean to LARP, but they thought that LARPing was private and they didn't want people to know. It's so, it, it is, nerd gentrification is real, man. I can't wait to write this. I'm going to finish this shit. <laughs> this wow. shit is real, man. It, it does, that didn't even make sense. Like, no, it doesn't. Don't tell anybody about the fun we have. They might want to join or know about it or something. Mm, what an asshole. <laughs> Treating us with respect and putting the word out. And, 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 and for <laughs> me, it's, it's educational to watch the video because I was watching some of Roger. It's educational for me who don't know nothing about Dungeon and Dragon. And, and you know, you can introduce and help it grow. It's like, right. I, I, you know, I think a lot of nerds get a kick and a heart on, on shit being small. You yeah. know, it's like, you know, like... It's like being into an indie band and shit. Yeah. And it's like, it's, they on Saturday Night Live? Well, fuck this band now. Yes, it's, it's like once it gets big, all of a sudden you're not as personal to them. It's like they like everything to be small and minute. Yeah, well... Yeah, there are, there are people just like that, nerds just like that. I mean, there's some that are not, but yeah, there's a yeah, lot. <laughs> yeah, I just... I don't like those nerds, but hey, 
I feel my I call myself a nerd, so I guess up to me to educate those people and change them one at a time. Alright, um I was on a elevator the other day, speaking of nerd shit. No shit on an elevator. Yeah, man. And uh <laughs> <laughs> and a white one was holding her purse. No, I'm just joking. That, that, that didn't happen. But um, I was on an elevator. Um, I was getting on an elevator. And this girl, like, she looked really, um, almost like she was lost or something. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that something, like, struck out odd about her. But I, it's like when you get a quick glance at somebody, you haven't had time to think about it. So I didn't really put two and two together. I just went and got on the elevator. I was holding it for, for a second. And um, she, like, walked the other way. I was like, okay, cool. She's not getting on. I hit my button. And then she rushes up, and then she gets on the elevator. Anyway, it's just me and her. And I'm at work, so I have my headphones on because I don't like talking to people. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> she hits the button for her floor, and, like, between her floor and my floor and stuff, I have enough time to kind of process this person. So I'm taking it all in. And uh, so a young black woman, uh, she has a natural haircut. Um, she's wearing a <laughs> shiny gold tiger striped jacket. Ooh. Like a, yeah. And then she's wearing a black and white zebra striped, like, dress or skirt. Oh, wow. Uh, That's a combo. She's wearing, like, lace see through pantyhose and, like, some type of lace blouse that you can almost see through. Like, um,. And then on top of the blouse, she has, like, another blouse that, I guess, covers up her titties and shit. Because, you know, it's a professional place, guys. Just don't get carried away. Um, and then she had, like, these weird, like, peach-colored high heels. And, like, none of her outfit went together, right? No, it doesn't. Right? Um, and she, like, and then she got off the elevator. She never said a word to me. She got off the elevator. And, uh, you know, so I was just kept trying to think, like, what the fuck? What could that be? Why? What scenario? I hope she's not here for an interview. Oh, like, I, I don't hope know she's who, out there for an interview. Like, I don't think anyone would hire anyone. I don't care how qualified you are. You walk in there looking not, not, like... Not, not unless they be like, the worst hooker ever, you win, honey. <laughs> you like a, win. It's like a Franken-hooker made from different parts of different <laughs> prostitutes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the theory I came up with was that, um, for those that have seen Terminator, um, she got transported back from the future and she's a human. She's not a Terminator, but you can't take like clothes and shit to the past. So then she raided on lost and found and got these articles of clothing. Ah! And that's, that's why she looks so suspicious and lost. She's trying to figure out how like a, this first time probably seeing an elevator. There's no elevators in Terminator's future. And then she tried they to teleport. figure what it, exit the building. Yeah. That's, I think she teleported and, uh, that's what happened. That was, that is my conclusion. I posted that picture of her on my Google plus and everybody was just like, I don't know what's going on. And I, I want you guys to know I figured it out. She's from the future. And she's going Where to... do you work that people lose zebra striped skirts? <laughs> it, was, it wasn't my floor. I'll say that. Oh. I don't know what goes on on the first floor, but uh, yeah, someone needs to look into who and investigate had, them people. Yeah, the gold sequin tiger striped uh, jacket was what threw me. I was like, is that a pimp? <laughs> she's going to walk in this elevator and have me doing tricks in like 10 minutes. Um, <clears throat> which would have would have been a long elevator ride. Um, yes. <laughs> so, um, I was also watching uh, some old school cartoons. I watched Batman the animated series, mm-hmm. and uh, I saw he was. Uh, they were making a phone call, and uh, he was using the rotary phone. And I, I realized I miss rotary phones. Um, they were frustrating and everything. I'm not saying. Hell yeah, you better hit that shit right up. <laughs> you had to call all over again. Yeah, like nine one one took forever. And you had to get the nine right, but um. It's not that it's not that that I miss. I miss them in movies and stuff because nothing carries the sense of gravitas 
like a rotary phone like the the importance of that phone call like i think all bad news in movies should be delivered via rotary phone (laughs) (laughs) cell phone's too easy it's too too convenient like but if you need to call someone and, and tell them like yeah um I gave you an STD. You should have to take the 30 seconds to 45 seconds it takes just to dial those numbers to tell them that. Or if you're going to fire someone, you should fucking have to use a rotary phone, man. I think it, it carries more weight. And uh, I don't care if it doesn't fit your universe. Start putting those back in movies. with you. Oh, so you think a, <laughs> you think a cell phone carries good movie uh, weight, uh, dramatic what? weight? Rotary phones are good for if somebody's chasing you and you got to dial out. That's what a rotary phone is good for. Tension. That's what it's good for. Uh, there's a lot of tension telling somebody you just gave them the clap. I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> Not from experience, but I'm guessing. Uh, that call and, should take a and, minute. And you know what? We are so tech savvy. Like, me and you would know how to use a rotary phone. But if you gave a rotary phone to, like, somebody under, like, 25 the niggas be like, what the fuck am I supposed to do with this? How do you dial? What do you know? You what, do? Uh, Karen, you have now convinced me that Victor is right because <laughs> it would be a good, like, it would be a good part of a movie if the only phone was a rotary phone and then, like, someone was chasing a 25 year old and they had no fucking idea how to use it. Oh, that, it, it, would, it would be so fucking confusing. I know how to use it. <laughs> it's like, it's like I, t- I would be the grandma. Poking, like, it, poking their fingers into the button. Yeah, yeah I'd be like, no, no, no. It, you, you be trying to spend, no, no. They were like, you, you, you go around. Around? Yeah, yes, around. No, that's a five. You need to drive a two. No, no, no. Start over again. It was like, but I messed up on number six. Yeah, now you got to start all yeah. over again. I'm, that's, just, that's just how this old technology works. I'm trying to teach you, young man. Listen, or you're going to die. Yeah. You have to hang up for like 20 seconds just to get it to reset too. Yes. Like the rotary phone was a piece of shit, man. But yeah, I miss them in movies though, man. I, I like them. I might buy one. Do they still work? I hooked it up to my digital line. They, they do. They do. <laughs> they, they, they do. My, my, my mama got a rotor phone. They, they work. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, my, my mama got a rotor phone at, at, at the house. And yeah. Yeah, you got a. You know what else? You also have to remember all the numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You you had to memorize numbers. Like, like. I don't know like, anyone's phone number right now except Karen's. Like, like, I'm going to tell you right now. And, and and it's because of my age. I have my mama and some of my family members been at the same homes for like 50 years. So they ain't never moved. They got the same phone number. And it's funny. My mom be like, yeah, my girlfriend called me from, from 30 years ago. And she was like, I thought your number changed. I told her, nah, child, I'm going to have this number to Who keeps a fucking phone number for 50 years? But anyway, um, <laughs> for me, it's, it's one of those things where you're like, wow. Mama, word. I walked in there. I was like. Where mama? We 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 still we, we still. Does, when she this. needs to call people, does she pick up the phone and wait for the operator to come on? <laughs> no, she don't. But she has stepped up. She only uh. has one rotary phone, but the rest of her phones. <laughs> that's because I forced her to upgrade. Right. The rest of them shits. <laughs> well, I walked in. I was like, Mama, ma- Mama, I I I can't deal with this. And, and it took me forever to get a, get the, for her to use a cordless phone. <laughs> I was like, Mama, use a cordless phone. Why I need a cordless phone? Because I want to walk more than five feet away. <laughs> Yeah, a phone call back then was a commitment. Like, you fucking need to be in a spot for however long that call was going to take place, and you need to get comfortable there. Yeah. Now, it's no longer a commitment. You can just pick up your phone and go. Yeah, I was like, and my thing is this, Mama, I don't got speaker. 
I don't got All speech, right. which means I got to literally sit here with my headrest and have a conversation with you. Hold the phone. Who holds the telephone? <laughs> right. All right. Um, now, <laughs> technology isn't all good, by the way. Speaking of phones. Um, Victor, you have a droid, right? Yes, I do. Now, do you ever use the apps on there like Fandango? Do you guys have that? Like MovieTickets.com where you can buy a movie ticket through your phone? I do. All right. Well, I use Fandango all the time for Karen and I. It's like I'm at work. I want to make sure we get seats at the theater. Don't you know? In case it's sold out and just. Well, let me let me be very clear. I don't have a Droid. I have a Samsung Galaxy. Uh, is which that runs Android software? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, okay. Is the Galaxy the new phone that LeBron is promoting? I don't know. Anyway, I think it is. Someone tell me because yeah. that's my new favorite phone because uh, nothing makes people matter than LeBron James being happy. So <laughs> it's I love a good that. phone. Yeah, just making people angry and shit. Um, it might have it might have uh, usurped the iPhone as the make people angry phone. Um, yeah, I know, right? But um, anyway, so um, we went to see a movie. And I bought the tickets with the Fandango app and. And as soon as the movie was over, um, I start. I get a notification from the app like, "What'd you think of the movie?" And so I ignored it. I was like, "What the Uh-oh. fuck? Like, what are you? I'm, like, I'm like, like, I just bought the tickets. Uh, that's enough, sir. This transaction is over. I give you tickets. End of transaction. It's not like if I bought the tickets by hand, the clerk gets to show up to like after the movie. Like, what'd you think, man? Like, <laughs> I don't get a phone call, so I ignored it, right? And then like four days later. I got an update from the app, and it was like, uh, what'd you think about that movie, man? I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> technology is getting too fucking clingy, man. I now have a relationship with Fandango. Oh, yeah. And we like they tell me what movies are coming out each week, and then if I go see the movie, they need to know how the movie was, and then they need me to share it with the Facebook people I have and tell mm-hmm. them that I saw the movie through their app so that they can get the business. Yes, that's you need to go through and turn all that bullshit off because that's what I do. I look through it and I was like, don't send me anything ever. I check everything that's like, no, I don't want you to ever put me on any list. I don't want to hear a special offer. I don't want shit from you. I'm going to do that, man, because like the you, like it's going to get worse is all I'm saying. Like I'm yeah. be going out to eat with Karen afterwards. It's going to be like, you really going to order that cheeseburger? <laughs> Fandango. <laughs> you should probably get a salad. I'm just saying, Fandango. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we, we we checked you. What you gained two pounds, Fandango. Yeah. yeah, you should probably go for a run today. Like, come on, you, you man. don't you don't need that popcorn or butter, Fandango. <laughs> been a while since you seen been to the movies, buddy. What's going on? It's turning to howl and shit. From, I know. Uh, <laughs> been, been like, did, did you lose your job? Do we need to get you unemployment so you can spend money on these movie tickets? Yeah. <laughs> you can't afford those shoes. Put them down and walk over to the old Nikes, Fandango. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How you gonna go to the movies? with those <laughs> um <laughs> although i would like the app that tells me if i'm going to like the uh the hood movie theater just a little maybe an asterisk or something next to it i'm just saying yeah. um they like five people got shot here last year fandango <laughs> <laughs> don't don't go to a showing at the seven what are you thinking mm-hmm. um <laughs> one through five smell like pee fandango yeah. <laughs> 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 Or maybe it could shut like uh, it could just have like a black portion of the app that only tells people uh, to shut up during movies. That would be awesome too. So like, mm-hmm. just hey, well, I know you're talking during this movie. Shut up, Fandango. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't even talk during the movies. It's just uh, you put in black on the application. So I'm just saying, playing it safe. Yeah. Um. All well, right. Just rest your profile in here. That's all, Fandango. This is the last <laughs> r- last random thought, and then we got to get into some guest race and some articles and stuff. Um. Th- People who push their religion 
right? I don't know what kind of religion. Uh, what I don't know if you are openly religious or not religious or anything, Victor. I'm just if you don't feel like answering, just don't. But all right, you know, do you uh, push or promote any type of religion? You religious at all? I am religious. Uh-huh. I don't push any type of religion, but I am religious myself. All right, cool. So this isn't about you. Good. Could have oh, been shit. <laughs> um, people, people that push their religion, like openly promote and recruit people, they are the ultimate spoilers of life. <laughs> if you think about it, man, what if I want to be surprised? They don't even ask. They just fucking tell you the ending to everything. Tell you the ending. It's like I was looking forward to that. And we have a, a podcast that we do on the side called Spoil Movie Reviews. Where we review movies and we spoil them right away. But it's in the title. Like, you yeah. know. Like, if you're a, a Christian or Muslim, whatever, and you're like, hey, man, you need to get into my religion. Um, let me tell you, uh, there's a heaven and a hell. It's like, fuck, man. I didn't know which one I was going to. And now I got all these rules and shit. And now I know. It's terrible. Yeah. Don't spoil also, life. If, if, if they're like, you're like, how come you know all this shit? Because God told me. Well, can't he just tell me? Right. <laughs> Why is he sending you? What's up with all this middle management now? I was, I was going to wait. I was looking for the director's cut. All right. Um, <laughs> we have Guess the Race articles, man. Here we play a game. Woo! It's called Guess the Race. Uh, the chat room plays along. The chat room is very racist. Yes, they are. Um, but we read articles. <laughs> That's okay. I'm racist, too. Yeah. <laughs> We read articles and we have the guest, um, if they're willing to play, uh, play guest the race and try to figure out the race of the people involved in the articles. Uh, I'll tell you which, you know, which ones are guest the race. Some aren't. Some are just news, believe it or not. Um, but, uh, yeah, then you'll get to judge the chat room in their infinite racism that, uh, is about to take place. Um, but it's bringing people together one by one. Uh, the first one is, uh, not guess the race is just news. I just thought this was funny. An Arizona gun store owner tells Obama voters to turn around and leave. That's right. What? He has a sign on his door. If you voted for Obama, please turn around and leave. You have not. You have proven that you are not responsible enough to own a firearm. Thank you, the management. And they're allowed to hang that up. Yeah, it's not. I think it's a private business. Um. There's no way to really know who you voted for. No. So there's no, you know what I mean? Like, you just walk in. I don't know if they're asking or not, but you don't have to tell them you voted for Obama. Now, I'm they, assuming no black people can go because, like, yeah, we just, voted 95% clip for Obama. So yeah, he's so probably like, making assumptions. Yeah, he's probably like, come on, buddy. I know what this is. Um, <clears throat> so he says he can't tell who voted for Obama unless they own up to it. But if they do, they're out. And if they don't say anything, we'll never know, he says. So he knows his own flaw in his uh, plan. Um, but if they own up to it, we will not serve them. <clears throat> <laughs> so, yeah. this. Uh, I love that guy. I want to walk in with the I vote. I Like, when shit like this happens, and this, man, this is the fucked up part of me, I want to go. <laughs> like, I just want to go now and see what happens. Like, same thing with the KKK rally. I kind of want to go just to stand there and be like, this is how it goes down, huh? Damn. This is what it's all about. Yeah, I don't really need to participate in anything. I don't want to say anything. To- I just want to see it up front. Like, these are the motherfuckers that don't want people that vote for Obama to buy guns. Like, um, <clears throat> and then later in the article, he says that someone called in an order of like a, like a, just a 
junk load of bullets um, <laughs> but, because and specifically cited like yeah i appreciate uh that you know someone standing up for you know republicans and all this shit so they bought bullets and i was like shouldn't this guy actually thank obama because he just sold him those bullets. Those bullets wouldn't have been sold under Romney. This is oh no. You now owe that this. That actually been trying to get refunds. We yeah. saved now. You monetized his hate, so you should thank Obama for being reelected because now your business is doing better than ever mm-hmm. in Arizona. So I, I don't get it. I don't know. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. Um, we already talked about the Klan rally that moved because people were mad. It was in <laughs> uh, ironically, it was in Harmony, North Carolina. I just like I live in North Carolina. I like the name Harmony for a Klan rally. <laughs> Let's go to Harmony. We need to find a Most more people ar- who have never lived in Harmony their whole life. <laughs> right? It's, <laughs> it's not racial Harmony, North Carolina, is it? Nope. Mm-hmm. Of course not. Nope. Um, all right. Here's our first guest the race article, and I'll, I'll turn up the volume so everybody can hear. Oh, the one about the Arizona guy wasn't a guest the race because that was white. That was my guess. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I don't have a picture of him, but yeah, come on, buddy. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'll just, all right, so here's the first actual guest the race article. It's, uh, it's audio, so I'll play some for everybody. Disappointment, anger. Heart oh, wait, hold on. Let me turn the volume up. This is not loud enough. Boom, boom, boom. Here's the volume control. Well, Jackson, the woman is now accused of letting her emotions run wild. A vandal sprayed graffiti all over the entrance to the new Duval County Courthouse. Drawings of broken hearts were painted on the columns. The words, free us, were on the sidewalk. Police have arrested this woman, Audrey Dosty, and charged her with criminal mischief. Delaforce Jim Pickett is joining us now live from the courthouse. Jim, is the graffiti all cleaned up? For the most part, I take a look at the courthouse now. You can see up there that the columns look clean right now, but... I want you to take a close look down here at the sidewalk, and you can still see that some of the words are still making their way through. It was terrible what where they spray painted purple stuff all over the building. Public building engineer Mike Tatum says they were out early this morning with pressure washers and scrubbing away to try to take away the damage done to the new $350 million courthouse. This is what people saw late last night and early this morning when they arrived. Broken hearts spray-painted on the columns, along with the letter A on several columns. And then an angry statement to a judge spray-painted on the sidewalk. It's just bad that someone would come and paint a building, or any building, to be honest, we just must less my building. Police say they know who did it. They arrested this woman, Audrey Dosti. She's no stranger to the courthouse. According to records we obtained today, she's been going through a divorce and custody case, and her husband filed a restraining order against her because of domestic violence. She's now under arrest, charged with criminal mischief. That's a felony. State Attorney Angela Corey says they will be going for the maximum sentence. Because you don't deface anyone's property, much less a public building or a church. It's just sacrosanct, and it should never be done. But according to police, her rampage didn't stop at the courthouse. She also hit the corporate headquarters of Dosti Homes, a family business of her husband's. Police say she spray-painted similar graffiti and messages to her husband and son. The family and those in the office didn't want to talk. At the courthouse, though, the city is still dealing with the damages. All right. Um, first of all, the graffiti for her, um, the, the graffiti for her uh, husband's business 
is the nicest graffiti I've ever seen. It was like, I love you. You deface my property with I still love you. But, um, all right, Victor, guess the race. White. All right, going with white. Let's check the chat room and see what guesses they have. Let's see. One who was on her way to Harmony, North Carolina to participate in the Klan rally, but received an abort mission call on her rotary phone. Aww. White, a nigga would have uppercut that bitch. What? That's, <laughs> it was a woman. It was a woman. What are y'all talking about? One who believes Hurricane Sandy was a great opportunity to surf. White, <laughs> white, black ain't trying to go to court ever. Uh, one who knows Aww. the exact number of black friends they have. Uh, white, white, which I guess is like extremely white uh, from T Dot. Uh, <laughs> this shit screams of privilege. White con queso. Um, oh. one who orders a triple cheeseburger and says, hold the meat. Um, Cheddar Picasso. Oh yeah. Our, we have a stereotype that we're trying to spread here is that white people love cheese. Um, to, <laughs> to combat the, the black people love chicken and why, like white people need a stereotype and we're going with cheese and with cheese. That. that is a b- bad pick because of lactose intolerance for black people, but what white people, white people also everybody. Well, I'll tell you this much, Victor, we've been doing it for a couple years. Nothing, right. nothing but confirmed proof. Okay, I'll get on just because I don't want to fight the crowd. All yeah, right? thank you. We need, we need the. You're, you're. You can really help us spread this. We need more warriors in the stereotypes. Right. Plus, uh, also, um, not all black people love fried chicken. So, <laughs> like, it's not like it's not like it has to make sense. Those black people <laughs> who don't love fried chicken are aliens. <laughs> I've met them. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? Get out of my house. Um. Cheese enthusiast, Volvo owner. Oh, that's a new one. I like that. Uh, snapped white and Limburger lover. The correct answer was white. Everyone got that one right, uh, except for whoever said something about uppercutting bitches. I don't know what you were, you were completely wrong. I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so apparently Kevin Clash, the voice of Elmo. Oh my God. Uh, he got, he got, he quit his job or had to, Elmo does love children, Karen. I don't see what is, and Elmo is feeling on those children. Yeah. He has feelings for children. I don't see what the problem is. Rubbing on those children, might I might say. There's nothing wrong with a puppet touching a child, Karen. Mm. They hug them and and the kids love puppets. Yeah, that's okay. But, but, but when the hand comes from underneath Elmo (laughs) and the real hand touches you, we got issues. Okay. I heard he was trying to use the child as a puppet. So. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that's not how this works. No. Um, the voice well, of Elmo. Off, we have we have issues, sir. Well, he had resigned um, from Sesame Street, and then because the story came out that apparently he had a relationship with like someone who was underage at the time. And um, now, personally, I always think that like these really like old people. Even if it's legal, like even if you're like fucking 40 and the age of consent is 16, it's like, but it's legal. I'm like, that's fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. And people, sometimes people will argue me down. Cause it's like, but it's legal. It's like, but it's fucking weird. It's fucking weird, dog. Like 16. Um, anyway, so um, he agreed to pay his accuser $125,000 with one string attached. The accuser has to recant his story that Clash had sex with him when he was a minor, uh, according to TMZ. So he tried to pay the little boy. Uh, yeah, well, I guess oh, well, it, it happened a while ago, now. so it's, yeah. a, it's 23, but still, like, 
$125,000. Now that is a hell of an increase, uh, from the seven, the $700 that, um, remember, uh, Byron Long and, uh, also a guest Mm -hmm. on our show, Scarfinger agreed to, uh, to let someone blow them for yeah, 125 so, for seven, $700. So, and I told them you got to hold out for more, guys. Mm-hmm. But you guys are cheap. You're worth so. way more than that, fellas. Sheldon Stevens <laughs> knew his value, and now he's a 100000 there. Um, but, yeah, allegedly he was 16 when Clash began a sexual affair with him. Clash has acknowledged an affair, but insists it started when Stevens, uh, when, when he was of age. And, uh, mm-hmm. that, by the way, still creepy. <laughs> Wait, he said that, but it, didn't he say that he, yes, he had a relationship, but it didn't become sexual until he was of age. So right. he's he knew him when he was 16 and hung out with him, but he said that it didn't become sexual until... Uh, the kid was of age, which right. is so live. So, huge <laughs> lie. Right. And you I know, like you don't I hang like out it. with sixteen year olds for conversation. That's no, you don't. <laughs> I like I like that he thinks that even if it was true, it would make a difference in my mind. I like that oh. he thinks Oh, 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 it's just okay. So he was just sixteen. Okay, I get it now. You waited. You waited till he was of age to fuck a little child. I get it. I, I understand, sir. You want um, us to think that it's okay for you to be like, oh, he's 16. Well, I'm just going to wait for that ass to ripen. And <laughs> yeah. then. I'll call next. Then I will peel that fruit. Also, um, when this news broke, one of the best days to, to be on black Twitter uh, of all the Twitter verses to be in because um, – <laughs> I didn't know black people were partial to this dude. I knew, he, I knew, I didn't, I heard a long time ago there was a black dude that did the voice of Elmo, which I thought was cool, I guess. You know, it's like, oh, all right, cool, entertaining some children. Um, but I never really claim ownership of people for being black, cause it's like, if you fuck up, I'm, I don't want to be associated with you. So that's your fuck up, not mine. Um, so, uh, yeah, people were like, uh, Running around on Twitter when it broke that uh, the person recanted their story, like, oh, everybody want to run around with the story that he got accused, but nobody wants to run with the recanting. And I was like, uh, this doesn't seem fishy to you. That yes. <laughs> like someone might have been paid or something because no one recants something that detailed that quickly and shuts the fuck up about it. Like, who who would do that without money changing hands? So yeah, I'm glad I waited to talk about it. And um, yeah, this dude looks like he's a scumbag. So there you go. I wonder did he use Elmo for the exchange? Elmo <laughs> got a bag for the money. <laughs> what you got, bitch? Elmo <laughs> said, "Just take the money." Elmo <laughs> said, "Elmo go transfer that money into your bank account." What is your number? <laughs> All right. You're supposed to be Elmo's hoe. <laughs> money and shut the fuck up. Elmo was just petting you. You know Elmo smacked that ass real good. <laughs> Elmo waited to. Is Elmo your daddy? <laughs> Whose is it? It's mine, bitch. Oh, shit. Elmo uh. waited till you turn 18, right? <laughs> This you don't want Elmo to cut you. <laughs> Elmo will cut you. Elmo will cut you deep. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you guys are ridiculous. Oh. Okay. Whew. All right. <laughs> oh, all right. So. Here's another guest array story. Let's get back to some serious news here. Hard hitting news. Um, 
Judge Melba Marsh. Man, they still name people Melba? She must be old. Okay. Yeah, she gotta be old as shit. Yes. <laughs> I don't think I've ever met someone living named Melba. Nope. Um, she admitted, uh, a request shocked her in court when Domain Mitchell, Domain, spelled D-A-M-A-I-N-E, Mitchell, 19 years old, of Westwood, who was before her Wednesday charged with trafficking in marijuana, a crime that carries a maximum prison sentence of 11, oh no, this is bad spacing, one and a half years. He is accused of selling marijuana June 12th in the parking lot of a Westwood store. The Hamilton County Common Pleas Court judge stressed to Mitchell that she was willing to work with him, offering him a treatment program that, if successful, would not only prevent him from going to jail, but also erase the crime from his record. All he has to do is give up smoking pot. That's exchange. And what Mitchell said was, that's going to be hard for me to do, to be honest with you, man. <laughs> um, so he rather have a record? Uh, and apparently one and a half years in jail, too. Um, she told him that he would have to stop smoking marijuana for months, maybe up until April. I like that the judge automatically compromised. Like, okay, not forever, but just until April, okay? And take a break? Jesus. Um, she would drug test him to make sure he was living up to his end of the, uh, the deal. Mitchell replied very honestly. That's going to be a challenge. I like smoking weed. I have been smoking weed since I was like 10 years old. Uh, Marsh then stated, uh, this, then started listing potential deadlines for him to stop smoking pot. She said, Easter? She's really bargaining with this dude. He said he couldn't do it. She said, Valentine's Day. He said, I won't want to. New Year's Day, Christmas, Thanksgiving, he said, if I put my mind to it, I can, but I won't want to. I'm like, nigga, here's your time. Get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> Why is we negotiating? She's just, he needs to move to Denver or something. Um, then Mitchell made the, an unusual request. He'd be willing to try to quit if she would approve of what amounted to government-sanctioned drug use. He said, I know this is probably not the right question to ask. Keep in mind, this motherfucker's in court. <laughs> I know this is probably the wrong thing to say, which Your means, Honor. Which means you got the little lady in the corner with the glasses on, typing what he's saying, right? right. Okay. Take this down for the record, because I really need people to know. Um, <clears throat> can I get a little time to at least get one more joint in? Oh, <laughs> oh my God. The judge said, no, you can't have one more joint for old time's sake. And you'll be going to jail, sir. Get out of my face. And the judge says, that's the first time I've ever had a request for marijuana while they're serving time in jail. And the judge was astonished. Guess the race of the defendant, Demaine Mitchell. Oh, my God. Uh, is is mentally retarded <laughs> one of the guesses? No? <laughs> it's not a race. Uh, it's not a race. <laughs> Shit. Uh, I'm gonna say, and he's really either white or black. He can't be like, because <laughs> I, 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 I hope he's not black, but I'm gonna say black. <laughs> All right, so Victor's going with black. Let's uh, <laughs> check uh, check the chat room and see what their guesses are. Pretty sure the the black is where it gets interesting because most of the chat room's black, so they feel <laughs> like a freedom to be racist to blackness. <laughs> Racism is so good. <clears throat> RG3 is my third cousin removed on my baby, on my daddy's mama's side, super black. Uh, RG3 is a football <laughs> player. All right, charcoal black. 
one whose grandmother will curse you out f- over leaning, leaving the front door open in the summer when the air is on. Now, is that only a black thing, Phil Lyrics? If so, that's a good guess because both of my grandmas did that. So I, I can't even offer evidence that against uh-huh. that. Um, <laughs> this screams of white privilege, but I'm still going Kool-Aid engineering apprentice. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, my. A nigga that wants to talk to Samson. All right. Half-baked reference. He said joint white. Scott's going with white, going off the boat, a reservation with that one. Uh, porch gorilla says T said what, what, what state was this happen? Did this happen in again? This was, let me see real quick. Um, to do, do was my Cincinnati. So what is Cincinnati, this? Ohio. Okay. Ohio. I, mm-hmm. I, Cause I was going to agree with him about the joint thing, but not if it's like Ohio. It just depends on where the black person is, like whether or not they say joint, I think. Ah, okay. All right, go on. All right. Thurgood Jenkins smoke a lot opened up to me <laughs> while like I was Barbara Walters. Um oh. African booty scratcher, says Leonard Brothers. <clears throat> That's pretty old school racism. Uh Domain on his block black, says Gerald Johannesson. And an American history X only nigga smoke weed black. <clears throat> and corner ape from Jay Rich. Corner ape. Alright, correct answer is black. Everybody that went black got it. Uh, I appreciate the dude who went white though. Scott Smith, you're a nice guy. Um, you're the least racist of anybody affiliated with this show right now. So, that's good. Um, <clears throat> another uh, news article. Uh, this is really quick. Uh, apparently the Taliban uh, their their email list got <laughs> got found out because someone uh, forgot to use the blind carbon copy on their email oh that's hilarious are you serious <laughs> <laughs> that was like, oh my bad oh although that, everybody do i have to tell you bcc many times we have been through this i have told you Pay attention doing class. Someone got fired, uh, definitely, from Taliban that week. They don't fire you from the Taliban. Oh, oh you die. We're going we're gonna to find this man <laughs> somewhere floating down the river. <laughs> I, well, see, I didn't think they sent out emails with BCC. Now, this is all new. I think Now I think Taliban has a human resources department. Uh, I feel like... <laughs> That's <laughs> it? You get two weeks, no pay? I feel like they have a coffee machine and a break room now. They're organized. Learning a lot. It's like, these people killed us? Hmm. Shit. <laughs> we are doing pretty bad. Um, they all use AOL email accounts and shit. All right. <clears throat> a sword wielding drunk chased three witnesses after attacking a woman. Now, this is not guess the race, but Victor, I know you're affiliated with the LARP world, but here are the black guy tips. We need strong sword laws in America. They're not, there is. It's overlooked. We're constantly talking about how much uh, swords are able to just be a weapon uh, that causes craziness and, and ratchetness and pain. And no one gives a fuck. There's no laws against these things on the books. And it's not enforced if there is a law. People can have swords just sitting out in their house around children and everything. And um, we like to highlight the stories so that people never forget that uh, they're still out here among us. Okay. Now, Victor, I don't know. Do you own a sword? A lot of, you say I don't you do own a sword, but I used to date a girl whose dad had a sword on the wall, and I would hate, hate to ever get in an argument with him because he had a sword on his wall. Yeah, see, that, you That's understand. all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, <laughs> yeah, dog. They need the same laws when people commit crimes. They need the same laws that guns have. People my, would take it more seriously. My boy Will owns three swords. I've never been to Will's house. 
That's all I'm saying. <laughs> I love that guy like a brother. I'm not stepping foot inside his fucking house. Um, <clears throat> a drunk man wielding a sword chased three people after they witnessed him assaulting a woman. Darren Millenship grabbed the samurai sword from his house after he assaulted the woman on his doorstep in front of everybody. Uh, staggering towards the men, uh, I guess some men saw it. They're ready to break it up. He said, I'm ready. Are you fighting me or what? <laughs> wow. I like that no one brought up fighting before him. <laughs> ah! It's like, hey, dude, stop hitting that lady. I'm ready. Let's do this. It's like, whoa, whoa, put that sword down, sir. No, how did we get here? I don't even know this woman. Is that a gold striped jacket and zebra striped skirt? Where is she from? <laughs> um, suspending a 12 month jail sentence for two years. Recorder Steven C. Suspended jail sentence. They do not take this shit seriously. Now, if this guy had a gun and did the same fucking thing, we'd all be like, why isn't he locked up? But because of the sword, it's like, oh, who's he going to hurt? Oh, crazy McSorty sword. He's, he'll be uh, fine. Judge Melba, you did it again. <laughs> <laughs> You start compromising. Well, maybe if I give you till the New Year's to put down swords. All right, I'll do it. I'm gonna need. I could try, but I'm not gonna want to. I'm gonna need a moment with my sword in the back room. Um, you, according to recorder Stephen Lowne, so this didn't happen in America. This happened in the UK. Uh, you chase some public spirited members of the public down the street with a sword you were drunk you were clearly angry because you had just assaulted someone i don't know what charge you would have been facing by the way after that assaulted someone's uh sentence i added in objection that is conjecture your honor and it's like overruled Anyway, I don't know what charge you you would have been facing if you had caught up with those people, but I assume at the very least wounding with intent, which carries life imprisonment. So there's nothing like right underneath that where it's like you didn't kill the people, but you were going to. I, I, I don't. What, who no, does these like laws? I, I think it should be a law. You pull that shit out, and you you put it out. Talking about I'm gonna hurt you or make you 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 need to serve time, like yeah. or. or, or or, or have some form of uh, punishment for that. I don't care if he was drunk. Well, he was never going to drink again. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. No. You, to Isn't jail. There a law against brandishing uh, like a deadly weapon uh, and threatening people. There's laws against that. Right. Because we can't just walk around like threatening to kill people. You can't just do that. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, you will go to jail. Yes, you will. <laughs> you know, there's a reason that the LARPers have uh, the, the, the fake swords. You can, if you just start showing up with the real shit... And uh, people get cut, man. Charges yeah. could be filed. And, and LARPing would be over because everybody would be dead. <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be really awkward if uh, someone did like a Brandon Lee and replaced all the swords with real swords and shit. Oh, oh damn! Worst episode ever. It's like, <laughs> oh, don't don't watch this one. Mm-mm. Shit got real. Um, Sarah Slater, prosecutor, said the three men had been concerned about the woman who was drunk and had uh, had approached Millenship, who was asleep on his doorstep. Oh, that's an upstanding citizen. You know how we all fall asleep on. Oh, see, so, you know, th- th- it's getting weirder now because at first I thought she was intruding on him, like she was because it said he attacked her on his doorstep, and I thought, oh, she was intruding on him in some way. But no, he was also asleep on his doorstep. Yeah, <laughs> ah, he's so, sleeping outside. He so was just like, oh, this must be the place. <laughs> Now this looks like a party. They're sleeping on the fucking doorstep. Um, so he woke up and pushed the woman who he knew, and she and they both landed in a heap. I guess he's so drunk he fell on top of her. She then hit him in the face, and uh, 
the millership who's 21 years old had then become aware of th- the three men standing close by and said to the woman you've got more lads back well, i don't know what that means maybe it's just my english the yeah. british translation yeah for those out there who understand please tell us what that means you've got more lads back he that said. must be some form of an insult uh <laughs> gotta be uh he then went inside and got the sword and chased the men down the street after running away the men called the police and millership and the woman were found asleep inside his house, both with injuries to their face. <laughs> so she went and stayed with this nigga? Like, what? Oh, <laughs> beating each other till they both fell asleep. <laughs> well, let's take a nap. I'm tired of beating you. You tired uh, of beating me? Yeah, let's go to sleep. And now we're back together. Um, Millership was arrested and told officers that he could not recall much of the incident, but accepted his guilt and showed remorse. Uh, James Horn in mitigation said, there's much good to Darren Millenship. It is, that's so British to say. There's much good. Anyway, um, <clears throat> it has been six months since the incident and there's been no further problems. He is a hard worker and now works full times at Royal Mail night shifts Sunday to Thursday. So now we know where to find him. Yep, got a full time job. Yeah, he's got a job, Your Honor. He's just tried to kill people once. Um, Millership admitted possessing an offensive uh-huh. weapon and assault by beating on April 21st. This is his first conviction. He is ordered to do 200 hours of unpaid work to be supervised by probation service for two years and pay the cost of 235 euros. Um, and uh, he must obey a six-month curfew on Friday and Saturday nights between 8 p.m. and 6 a.m. Oh, so he's stuck in the house like a little kid. Yeah, with the sword, probably. Uh, That's on Friday and Saturday nights. They don't think people can party during the rest of the week? What are they talking about? <laughs> right. It's like, well, he's working night shift on Thursday. Well, They forgot Sunday starts the week off for some people. They're partying. Uh, the, the court says this is to prevent you from going out drinking. When you're, you are sober, you seem to be a hardworking individual and a caring individual. Um, but recorder Lowne added the word disgraceful doesn't do justice to your behavior that night. It was highly dangerous, but by luck, no injuries were caused. So, like I said, taking it easy on these sword motherfuckers. That should have been prison. Um, <clears throat> alright, this is not, not guess the race either, but, uh, apparently, Cornell West and Tavis Smiley still don't like Obama, so I don't know if people have been keeping up. I thought they were done pretty much me too, after, after they, the election. Yeah, but uh, this clip is someone sent me. One of our listeners sent me. It's from uh, uh, someone saying some stuff about Obama. Here we go. So we're right here in the president's city. In fact, he just flew out on Wednesday after his reelection. Um, Cornell West, the figures. Um, who is ahead, who isn't, as your book and uh, is titled The Rich and the Rest of Us. Well, one, I think that it's morally obscene and spiritually profane to spend $6 billion on an election, $2 billion on a presidential election, and not have any serious discussion, poverty, trade unions being pushed against the wall, dealing with stagnating and declining wages when profits are still up and the 1% are doing very well. No talk about drones dropping bombs on innocent people. So we end up with such a narrow, truncated political discourse as the major problems, ecological catastrophe, climate change, global warming. So it's very sad. I mean, I'm glad there was not a right-wing takeover. But we end up with a Republican, a Rockefeller Republican in blackface. With the- <laughs> 
What? <laughs> he had to get, he had to go to the blackface though, man. Like it's like you know what the thing with Cornell West because I'm not even really like um like I, I don't get why he's so emotional and mad all the time. But uh, the thing about Cornell West is he'll have like a good forty five seconds of a point, mm-hmm. and then he just got to hit you with that like, and I need you to write this down blackface and it's like well now you lost everybody now everyone's gonna only talk about the blackface part you had all this stuff about poverty and uh the economy and yeah, you had valid points yes yeah. now all of a sudden the only thing i'm gonna remember about this is you said barack obama is a republican in blackface so thanks for chiming in on the political discourse i'm sure it'll help sell some books um, barack obama so that our struggle in regard to poverty intensifies that's a pretty rough assessment of President Obama. Oh, that's what we have. That's what we have. Richard Nixon is to the left of him on health care. Richard. Um. All right. So <laughs> the, the, the other thing, too, that I hate about these interviews is um, I hate how, how uh, white people get to look at them smugly like mm, black people. Crabs in a <laughs> barrel. That's how they all look. Every interview they've ever had, like Bill Maher and shit, it's always just look like, and now it's time for him to say some racial stuff about Obama. Here we go. So, what do you think about Obama? It's like, ah, oh, he's a moon cricket, black son of a bitch, <laughs> oligarch. <laughs> and, and my thing is that I understand you should challenge the president. You should speak on things that you don't think he covered and all that, which I completely understand. But it's getting to the point where you're like, really? Really, though? It's like you kind of whitewash everything you say once you come out like that yeah i don't know man they gotta do better at making points maybe nobody's listening unless they say this shit i don't know that's the truth maybe they've said this a lot and then like they gotta throw in blackface because nobody's printing it unless they say like that's right we've been doing fucking hundreds of interviews talking about the president needs to talk about poor people you know what we gotta call him a nigger next time yep you're right (laughs) (laughs) we'll just call him a nigger next time and we'll get on tv um. Anyway, thanks for sending that clip. Whoever wanted to ruin my day. All I'm right. still surprised the reporters can just sit there and let them speak uncontested all the time. They don't really challenge them. Like, well, that's a pretty rough assessment. Is not enough. Not enough. Yes. Well, I wonder also because I only see them do this with white people if they wait for the white interviews to do it. Like, because I feel like a black person wouldn't feel antsy around the topic of race, and they wouldn't be like. No, man, that's offensive, and you should not call another black person that. That's that's pretty bad. Like, I, I wonder if white people are just like, oh, bringing up blackface. I don't know how to. Which camera am I supposed to be looking into yeah, right now? One, number two. Where am I supposed to be right now? Yeah, that was her retort. You kind of confused me. Um, let me start reading the board in front of me now. Yeah, that's a pretty rough assessment of the president as a porch monkey, but. Uh, <laughs> Let's uh, move on to some other topics because I I don't know what to say here. Am I now racist for 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 listening, listening to this? this? Yes. <laughs> you put me, did you say raccoon? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and this and also it only gives Cornell West the opportunity to double down. It's never like he says, "Oh, you know what? I misspoke. Not blackface. Not blackface. What I really meant to say was uh, uh, he's an oligarch." So uh, just strike that from the record. He never he never backs off. It's oh, always like. Oh, blackface, definitely. Not only blackface, charcoal face and uh, <laughs> the infinite blackness of space yeah, face. Not only that, he just cooling it up up there. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> like, 
was never gonna i've never seen him recant and take it easy on obama it's mm-hmm. like, oh man You're just mad well good luck selling those books sir um all right we got another guest erase article so you can erase this one here we go uh this is about a cell phone store clerk all right the details delaware county police say a case of overbilling led to a violent confrontation in an upper derby t-mobile store a 59 year old victim went to the branch on 1884 state road yesterday to complain now police say the man's conversation with an employee escalated quickly action news reporter john rollins live outside the upper derby police department with what happened next good evening john Good evening, Monica. Well, it's hard to reconcile the term customer service with what happened here, and we should make the point that T-Mobile put out a statement today saying it was shocked and saddened by what happened here. 59-year-old man walks in to challenge his cell phone bill. He ends up at Huff stabbed. The incident starts at this T-Mobile store near State Road and North Lansdowne in Upper Darby. 1 p.m. yesterday, a 59-year-old Philadelphia man stopped by to question his bill. Superintendent Michael Chitwood picks up the story. Apparently he's double-billed. During the course of the verbal exchange, it becomes heated. And the next thing you know, uh, it becomes physical. Police say the altercation is with 21-year-old T-Mobile clerk Darnell Schofield. At one point, the customer rips off the clerk's name tag. As the victim is going out of the store after the physical altercation, you can actually see the store clerk stab him in the, in the side. The 59-year-old victim drove to the police station to report the assault, not realizing he had been stabbed until he got here. He looks down and he sees blood pouring out of his side. So, oh my God, I'm stabbed. Oh my God, are you kidding? This T-Mobile customer flabbergasted on hearing the news today. This is the first time I've ever heard any of anything resembling that in this area, and uh, I am quite shocked. Well, the gentleman who was stabbed was initially in critical condition. We are told he is doing better. As for Schofield, he has been uh, we bolted from the scene, so police are still looking for him. He is uh, going to be charged with attempted homicide as well as aggravated assault. If you know his whereabouts, you're asked to call the Upper Derby Police. All right. So, guess the race of the clerk who stabbed the customer. The clerk's name is Darnell Schofield. That's that's a tough one because we don't get to hear anything personal about the clerk other than his name is Darnell and he stabs people. That could be that could be any misnamed redneck kid. <laughs> and he works at and he works at Teen Mobile. Those, those yeah, are the only clues. Teen Mobile. It could be anybody. People. Ah, oh, it's tough. I'm gonna say white. All right, going with white. All right, let's check the chat room. Um. <clears throat> Kool-Aid chemist, bad credit, <laughs> bad credit having, bus driving, uppercutting, porch monkey from D Palm. Okay. Apparently he uh, also likes Cornell West. Uh, an albino comedian who took LARPing too far. <laughs> uh, that was uh that was my man leonard brothers um andre joseph says one who asked how am i going to feed my kids when popeyes ran out of chicken oh sterling sterling says uh works in t-mobile black only the managers are white <laughs> the tickler says a nigga that obviously will cut you um Jungle Cricket from Phil Lyrics. That is a new racism. I yes, uh, appreciate that. New. Never seen people mix that one up. Um, Dexter says he was at, he was on work release and wouldn't be talked down to by the white man, black. <laughs> a 
Twinkie dicked Asian? Really? Really? That's what we're doing, Pop Sun? Okay. All right. I hear you. Um, Twinkie's going out of business, so that's sad. Or is it Lil Debbie? No, it's Twinkie. Twinkie's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's double sad. Uh, Charlie Murphy, mad real world, shanking black. Uh, <laughs> black rage, says Gerald. Uh, darker than those places on earth where the sun doesn't shine for six months. Uh, same, oh. same color as a hostess snowball. That's that's white, right? Yes, that is. All right, and cheddars do better, says uh, T Cigar. Um, all right, correct answer is black. Darnell was black. Oh, I knew I should have gone black. Yeah. <laughs> first, the first name was dead giveaway. Well, I know, but then I'm, I'm like, they can't just keep going white, black, white, black. They wouldn't do that. Oh well, they, the, the show is unpredictable. Yeah. <laughs> We don't want you to get. We don't want you guys getting the rhythm. Uh, here's a here's one. I don't. I I feel like this one might be too easy, but I'll I'll do it anyway because I thought this just article was funny. Um, this guy's name is impossible to pronounce, but I'm gonna try. His name is Black Man. Oh, no. <laughs> his name is Leroy Jenkins. No, his name his name is Doctor Nganga Dahararu Chapalamadugu. <laughs> Wow. Now I know I got the last name right. The first name, not too sure, but Chapalabadugu is his last name, but he goes by Dr. Rao. Yeah, he goes by Doc, <laughs> Dr. Rao. Uh, he was sentenced Wednesday to a year in prison after he was found guilty of inappropriately touching a female patient in Bradenton in his, at his practice. The patient told police during a scheduled exam, May 8th, 2009, Chapalamadugu. <laughs> I cannot believe that is that his name. name. Lifted her blouse and touched her breast in an inappropriate manner, according to a report from the police department. Chapalamadugu then turned the victim around, pressed the front of his body against her back, where he continued to touch the woman's breast and squeeze her buttocks. Ooh, is it getting hot in here? Is it just me? Uh, if it were pla- uh, as if it were Play-Doh, she says. Oh Lord. No, um, that's a pretty accurate description of my moves. So I, I, I sympathize with this man. Um, <laughs> other than the consent part, of course. Uh, Chapel Amadougou then turned his patient around and placed his mouth on her chest. According to police, the victim pushed him away, stating, you know, that's not right. And immediately left. Yeah, that's pretty. That's not right. So she pushed him away. By the time he got his mouth on her chest, but everything else was just yeah. like cool. Well, until then, she was like, "This is a weird new technique." Um, Nobody's told me about this one. Never had a mammogram quite like this. <laughs> um, and then she got to the mouth. She's like, "I don't think this is the way it goes." No. Um, the re- the the victim returned to Chapalamadugu's office on May twentieth with a hidden camera and a microphone given to her by the detect by police. During the exam, the victim said, you weren't quite yourself last week. You owe me an apology for putting your mouth on my breast. He responded, I'm sorry to both statements. Um, oh. Yeah, I wonder, like, how did he go back to being that polite? Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm my bad. That boils down to your dick is not your friend. That, yeah. that period of time, he probably just jerked off when she came in there. So he <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh, I don't need you this time. Because I'm in my refractory yeah. period. It's the only time I can do medicine. Um, yeah. Why did you I choose this? the wrong time last time. Why did I choose this field of gynecology? What was I thinking? I have no self-control. Um, Chapel Amadougou specialized in internal medicine and pulmonary disease. Worked out of in uh, Riverside Medical Center. Um, he voluntarily 
uh, voluntarily surrender his license after allegations continued to service from other female patients. Damn. Wow. According to the, and now this all makes sense, Florida Department of Health. Okay. Oh. Oh, Florida. Yep. Always up to some bullshit. Well, <laughs> anyway, man, guess the race of Mr. Chapalamadugu. What was his first name again? <laughs> his name is Ganga Dahararo. That's a name. Also goes by Dr. Rowe. Should be a good rap name. <laughs> He's black. All right, going with black. Let's check the chat room, see what they think. Um, <clears throat> uh, you see his nephews on the feed, the children ads with flies on their face. Okay, guess that's African. <laughs> One who will call you my friend, even though you've never seen him before, a.k.a. Curry Carpet Flying Indian. Give us free Amistad Black, the Taliban member who fucked up the secret email chain. <laughs> One who answers with a deep Indian accent when you call AT&T customer service, but says his name is Jeff. Uh, Nigerian doctor scammer. One who was at the birth of Hakeem and the king of Zamunda. 3-6 ma- <laughs> Mafia Aww. country black. Doll Sims brother. Uh, has many cousins who do tech support overseas. And he has towelhead in quotes, which I don't know if that's supposed to make it not racist or because it's not accurate and towelhead is supposed to be middle, like middle Eastern. I don't know. That was that's Sterling. That's too deep. Towelhead in quotes. Yeah, they, just towelhead is in quotes. So. I don't know if that means. It got too deep for me. They, they, he got meta. Yeah. <laughs> he got meta. He's like, yeah. if I was actually racist, this is what a racist would say. Um, That's some deep racism. Indian dot, not the TP. Indian Uh-oh. for 10 cents a day black. No more racist. Oh, no. He said no more racist to call him Towelhead. Okay. <laughs> Sally, Sally Sumthers? No, it's Sally Struthers, uh, sir. That is what we like to call a tank. Yes. Her, her name is Sally Struthers. I'm writing that down. Uh, Big Belly, 30 cents a day feeding reject who got away. Uh, yeah, the correct answer is Indian. Uh, the, 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 uh, the dot, as someone said earlier. So he was an Indian man. All right. This oh, motherfucker. Moving into the bonus round. I only got 14 you get, minutes. You get, you get double the points for these. I only got 14 minutes like left. You for African dude. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? <laughs> Me too. Uh, that's why I picked that one. I thought oh. it was very African sounding. And I was like, I would say African if I didn't see this picture. Um, His name was Chompalapadoogoo. <laughs> Ch- <laughs> Chompalapadoogoo. Yeah, sound like he ought to be over there with Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory. <laughs> It's Chandler Dugu, bitch. Got my money or not? Um, Jargret. Wait, no. Jargert. Jargert. That's his name. Jargert Washington. That's his name. Um, a New Jersey man, possibly high on PCP, hit the <laughs> trifecta of freakish rampages over the weekend when he stripped his clothes, defecated in the back of a police cruiser, and gnawed off his own finger. Oh my God! Oh. This guy is white. <laughs> All right, going white. Authorities say they found Jurgit Washington, 29, nude and belligerent at a Jersey City intersection around 8 p.m. on Sunday night. He allegedly tried pulling a driver out of a car, Grand Theft Auto style, I guess. <laughs> but the driver. Did you think he hit L1 when he got to the door? Yeah, he's like, get out of the car. I was like, this does not work like video games, sir. The driver managed to fight back, according to the New York Daily News. Police restrained Washington. 
and transferred him to Jersey City Medical Center, where he became increasingly uncomfortable. Washington reportedly spat on officers and chewed off his own, chewed on his own wrist, devouring his medical bracelet. So I guess, okay. Um, oh, fa- shit. <clears throat> yeah, that's weird. Now you eat your own medical braces and your wrist. Like you couldn't find a way to eat just one. Um, following the evaluation, Washington still dressed in his hospital ground, a uh, gown, reportedly defecated in the backseat of a police car. Oh, shit. Well, there's no flat back there to hold it in. So, you know, feel free. As authorities transported him to the jail, um, once at the jail, he chewed off his own finger and swallowed it. Oh! (laughs) Wait, I'm going to change my answer. I'll tell you why. Okay. Because of the bath salts guy. (laughs) 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 Going with precedent here. I see. I like the way you think. Right, see, he's probably black. Ain't you glad I kept reading this article, aren't you? Mm-hmm. See, details need <laughs> some time to think. Um, one, so he chewed off his own finger and swallowed it. You know, not going anywhere for a while. Uh, Washington's questionable snack prompted authorities to return him to the Jersey City Medical Center for reevaluation. Wow. <laughs> uh, police wow. suspect he may have taken PCP. Um, and New Jersey records show he's been arrested twice on charges surrounding conspiracy to distribute drugs on school property um who does that twice <laughs> like i sell drugs to these kids man i'm motivated <laughs> <That's> <laughs> real motivation can't take no for answer um watch he's like exactly what people scared us with in uh the 80s dare programs and shit <laughs> yes this is your brain you go to the bathroom and they drugs. force you to do drugs you can't help it Peer pressure is so up your nose. Yeah. Do these we do this weed now. No. Um Washington is scared is charged with carjacking, which I mean, I think it should be attempted carjacking, but okay. Throwing bodily fluids at law enforcement officers and being under the influence of a controlled dangerous substance. Victor's going with black. black. Let's check the chat room. Let's check the chat room. Uh, let's see. Black, I've never met a white man named Washington. We know the first president loved fat slave asses, him and Jefferson. His mom, his cousin, his aunt and grandma too white. CJ from San Andreas, says Gerald. Um, too black, too strong, crackhead. Wow. <laughs> cheese, enthu- <laughs> cheese enthusiast because, because the cops ain't shoot his ass on sight. Chris Christie white. Rah. Coon says brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Coon was in caps lock. Uh hung, hungry, why wait? Itwan, uh they'd have shot him early, powder white. Uh Itwan means uh if that was a nigga. And we use that often here. Like Itwan. Like if it was if he was black, he'd been shot already. Um one who would get accidentally shot fifty two times by police. <laughs> one who says, What up, young? Um, and that is DC slang, so that's black. A bath salt zombie, and T Dog has returned, nigga. Correct answer is <laughs> it was a black man. So uh, T Dog ain't uh, coming back. Rest in peace. T-Dog. That's a good call by everybody too, because I thought that sounded pretty white, and I didn't. I, think- it did, but as you went on, as you went on, and like. I was just like, this guy, <laughs> this guy, it really sounded like the bath salts guy all over again. <laughs> yeah. So I, <laughs> like, I like that the, he ate his own finger was where you were like, Mm-mm, nope, I got this. <laughs> like to change my answer. <laughs> my, no, no, no. Is, is that official? <laughs> nope. <Mm-mm>. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go back. All right. Here's another one. And a, an accused obscenity shouting man who saying, I ain't going back to jail, found himself behind bars after being arrested <laughs> by Port St. Lucie police. 
<laughs> well, you was wrong, sir. They took your ass back. He was, yeah, that is a terrible song. Can't predict the, can't predict the future there, can you? <laughs> he doesn't, well, Karen, some people don't write their lyrics in their life. You know, they write their imagination. Uh, <laughs> police encountered Kirk John Tenney, 35, around 10.45 p.m. November 2nd, after going to the 2000 block of Southeast Avon Park Drive in Port St. Lucie for a peeping Tom report. Now, I don't know if Port St. Lucie is in Florida, but I'm assuming it is. Tenny was in the middle of the street yelling, fuck the police and fuck those crackers. Oh, my. Oh, he, he, he started off on the right foot, didn't he? Along with a racial slur and many other offensive words, a recently released arrest affidavit states. Police watched Tenny walk up to a vehicle's passenger side and fall off a curb. He looked back at the officer's slurring, fuck those crackers. The defendant was so... <laughs> The defendant was so loud that the neighbor's lights came on in their home. Uh, he woke folks up. The booze-smelling Tenny was told to go inside. There he opened the windows and put on music, playing and singing, I ain't going back to jail. <laughs> I ain't going back to jail is a song by the rapper Project Pat from the 2006 album, Crook by the Book, The Fed Story. <laughs> I'm oh, that Lord, I, we got to go find that one. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to go look that Project shit up. Project <laughs> by the book. That's a good one. I ain't going back to jail. Project Pat. I got to find that. Oh, I don't see that. Oh, wait. Maybe it is here. Yeah, Crook by the book. Let's hear some Project Pat real quick. See what Uh-oh. this sounds like. No one has ever listened to this and not gone back to jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm picking up you, from this song. Like this, you perked the police ears. You ain't going back to jail, word. <laughs> yeah. I feel like cops stop their car, whatever they're doing, and, and take you, these and motherfuckers you know to jail. I agree with you, Vic. That was like an eight-minute intro with no rapping. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I like that there's no uh, actual musical intro to this song. No. It just starts with, I ain't, I ain't going, going back, back to jail. jail. I ain't going back to jail. Um... Alright, so the lyrics reference shooting, racial slurs, female genitalia, must be referring to the I got more pussy to swell part, um, and leather seats in a Chevrolet. Uh, others, <laughs> I feel like this is the same white woman that interviewed Tavis Smiley and uh, Cornell West. It's like, I don't know what this means. <laughs> wink, wink. Other tracks from the album include $2 racial slurs. $2 racial slurs. I'm assuming niggas. Yeah. Um, crack- I know this was so worth $2. I know how to price on it. What if it was some racial slur that we have no, like, we wouldn't even think about, like, $2 chinks or some shit? He's like, why would you even? Yeah, I don't understand. Project Pat, how does that come into your purview, sir? Uh, crack ahead and raised in the projects. Um, meanwhile, police left after Tenny got a phone call and lowered the volume. So they didn't even arrest him then. Okay. Sure. Uh-huh. He's like, I got a, f- I'm not lowering this because not fuck the police. I just got a call coming in. So I'll turn it down. <laughs> hey, <Mama? Yeah. laughs> I ain't going back to jail. Fuck these crackers. 
Mom, hey, hey, what are you, <laughs> do- you doing? Yeah. Uh, just, mm-hmm. just hanging out with my friends. Let's yeah. just yeah, I'll pick up some pies. No big deal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. We'll, we'll be there at three o'clock for Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. I am free because I will not be going back to jail. So, uh, whatever <laughs> plans you have, I'll be there. <laughs> uh, shortly before two a.m., November the third. Uh, police were back after loud music complaints. Tinny's music was blaring, and a woman said the music constantly wakes her. Uh, and he was arrested on charges of disorderly intoxication and breach of the peace. Guess the race of Mr. Kirk John Tinney, 35. Kirk John Tinney. Yes. Uh, I really hope he's white. All right. <laughs> I want him to be white. All right, so going I'm with. I'm gonna say white. I'm gonna going say white. The, the optimistic white. choice of white. I hear you. And his name is Kirk, so it's possible. Yeah, it could be named after uh, Captain Kirk. You never know. <laughs> uh, has every Cash Money album silk the shocker couch on the middle of his lawn black? One who enjoys wow. a Newport and some old English while listening to Project Pat. Oh. One who enjoys crumpets and tea and derby cheese. T. Dot Dave's going with white. Took National Head Nod Day after Obama's re-election a little too far, black. Uh, well, this happened before the re-election, but okay. One whose mother sings about fried chicken and getting thick for Jesus. <laughs> we should have never played that song on the show. Um, <laughs> Sandusky twin brother that loves Diet Coke. A 20XL white t-shirt wear black. 20XL. It's like a bed spread. Um Spear Chucker says Zach taking it back to just old school racism. One who accompanied Mystical on his day off black. A lot of blacks coming in. <laughs> One who enjoyed an occasional watermelon faux local and a wine flavor black and mild. And V Nasty <laughs> and Riff riffraff white. Uh, the correct answer is white. He was yeah! white. That was a good Rockin call. Rockin' I ain't going back to jail. I can't believe you got that, Victor. Honestly, I, when I found I, this article, you know I didn't you, expect anyone to get you, this. You know, you get bonus points for that one, sir. I, I'm gonna get you yeah. bonus points. I will take one. one wrong off of Victor's uh-huh. yes. for His getting score, this. Yes, that's that. I, I read this and was like, no white people listen to Project Pat and call people crackers and play music that loud and go to jail and not be no no it has to be a brother and no i was thinking why are the cops being so lenient (laughs) (laughs) i like i like that he turned it down because he got a phone call not even has shit to do with the cops they're like turn that fucking music down motherfucker fuck you crackers fuck the police hold on i got a call coming (laughs) hey girl what you doing shit hanging out with the cops um all right man well look it's not gonna get any better than that that is pretty much the best guest of race uh that we're gonna have today um <laughs> the correct uh i mean make sure you guys follow victor he's on a twitter varnado v-a-r-n-o or n-a-d-o um the the all his contact info will be in the show notes bestalbino.com mm-hmm. is his website go there tell him if he is the best you know or not yes <laughs> i know a couple other albinos and i'm gonna ask them if they've heard of victor and to do the research and let me know you know other i challenge them <laughs> <laughs> there can only be one yeah they better bring their taekwondo uh skills to the to the event um 
to the albino off i guess um but yeah make sure you guys check him out very funny dude um just has his finger in a lot of pies uh very talented doing a lot of stuff and like i said man um go on itunes and put his name in look up some of his other podcast appearances some great man. stuff out there y'all uh it's all funny but uh, also is. a lot of it is um very insightful so you can learn some stuff about movies and uh comedy in general and stand up and all that stuff man i love talk hearing people who uh you know have some insight and some shit to say so uh thanks for doing the show um thank you sweetie. of course we've been sponsored uh you can go to shadow dog productions pick up those audio play packs uh we're on them uh pick the ratchet pack or the ignorant pack or i say pick both yes because i just read all those guests the races and you guys are ignorant and very ratchet very crazy ah <laughs> Um, and you can also go check out adamandeve.com, put in the code TBGWT, and uh, you get 50% off of one item, three free adult DVDs, and free shipping, and a free secret gift. I can't even fucking tell you what it is, but you get it. So make sure you guys do that. And um, the next show will probably be on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. We'll probably do Wednesday afternoon because it's Thanksgiving week, and um, I'm not spending my Thanksgiving with y'all. I love y'all, I know, but um, I have no. turkey to eat. Me too. And yeah. a mother that I want to talk to. Yeah, I got two dinners I'm going to, yeah. Yeah, but uh, and Karen has to do all this cooking and stuff, so yeah. We will talk to you guys uh, earlier in the week this week. Just be on uh, Facebook and follow us on Spreecast to see about that. Um, don't forget, five-star reviews on iTunes. We read each and every one, no matter what you have to say about us. Uh, donate to the show, subscribe, go to our store, theblackguywhotips.com. Take care of us. We take care of you. Yes. You know how it is. Um, and uh, follow us on Twitter. I'm Rodimus Prime. I'll say that again. That is in D-A-T. The show Twitter is T-B-G-W-T. And like I said, Victor is Varnado on uh, Twitter. And I think that's about it, Karen. I forget anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and um, yeah, the Stitcher Award, we won't know until I think December... Mm-hmm. Fourth. Yep, and uh, Reggie's going on our behalf. Yeah, so if you're in San Francisco, uh, hopefully you guys are rooting for us to win the Stitcher Award for most original show. Yeah, so Reggie will be giving the speech. Yeah, and if we win, it's going to be awesome because can you believe these motherfuckers fuck with our show? They probably haven't even listened. Yes. Um, All right, man. So until uh, Wednesday, I love you. Love you too, baby. Mwah. Jesus.
down for the cause Cause this place looking just like yours Pain of the pain of the